hello and welcome back to RTFD Tales of Piracy and this is our one year campaign anniversary. Yay! Let's Three go. sessions later. Here we are. Um so I'm your dungeon master as always and joining me is Todd Blackburn. I slayer here. And everyone, let's start a religion towards frosted donuts. Okay, cult following surrounding his box of donuts. We got Max Garner. Hello, hello, playing Golan, as always. And uh, RTFD of the day. Remember to retire Tracy Flanagan's donkey. Tracy Flanagan's donkey needs to be retired. Got it, good to know. Tracy, if you're listening to this, just give the donkey a break. You know who you are, Tracy. <laughs> and Pat Kelly. Howdy ho, playing Yurite. Return to the first destination. Oh, a little themed here. Wow. And joining us again, we have Joey Orokos. Hello, hello. Ralnor here. Um, rate this flabbergasted duck. Ooh. Bravo. Bravo. Awesome. Okay, so before we get started, let's jump into our recap of what happened last time. The crew had arrived in Ogeron, where they had met the king, a dragonborn they rescued on Salvasa, named Ragnar Delmerix. He had thanked you for rescuing him and invited you all to what would later become a very awkward dinner. You guys also met Ralnor Varys, the uh, secret inquisitor, the uh, royal investigator for Ragnar. Uh, the day after you guys decided to visit an ar artificer who you had met on Earfell, Jingi, the Copper Dragonborn. You guys ordered some upgrades and new items and had met up with Yurite at the Royal Stables. You guys then all gathered your supplies and hopped on your Draco steeds, these large six-legged horses with metallic scales and draconic heads. Uh, you had a nice, calm journey, no intense encounters or anything. Uh through the dunes of Alae to a burnt down and dried up hamlet. On the way there, you guys encountered a turtle that was just thirsty, exhausted, and seemed to have been just burgled. Uh, you guys gave him some water and sent him on his way. In return, he gave you a map of the dunes with four marked locations across it. Once you guys were at the burnt down hamlet, Yurite had then informed you all of his past and just exactly how old he is. He also revealed that he was involved with these demonic entities that have been showing up to plague the crew at their lowest points. You were then interrupted by a gang, a gang and band of land pirates called the Red Maggots, made up of aggressive hobgoblins on sand gliders. You quickly fireballed most of them and their sand gliders, and chopped the rest up to pieces. Slayer's powers, though, his bestial abilities fritzed a little bit, and the wrong thing activated, throwing him a bit for a loop. Afterwards, Yurite had placed a warning, uh, giving his full name, Yurite Rodekin Flatfoot, as a warning to anyone who would ever step foot on this hamlet to cause it harm, that Yurite survived, and he's out there. You guys then all traveled back to Ogeron, and on the way back, Slayer had asked Yurite if he would become the new first mate of the Huntsman, to which he gladly accepted the role. He heard some roaring, some rumbling throughout the night, but you guys had a peaceful night's sleep and continued on your journey in the morning 
where we had left off with you guys approaching the royal stables in Ogeron, returning from your journey. And as you guys are all galloping back, um, one quick note, we're going to be using music that is all from the Assassin's Creed Origins game soundtrack by Sarah Chashner. I don't know how to say it. C-H-S-C-H-A-C-H-N-E-R. It's, yeah, I don't know how to say that, but... Two C-H's? Yeah, um, anyway... We're going to be using its music. Thought I'd just put that disclaimer right in the beginning. No complaints there. So, you guys all arrive at the royal stables. There you see Ralnor talking to a tabaxi stable hand. Uh, They seem to be having just a simple conversation. And you guys approach on your Draco steeds. Ralnor, this tabaxi, uh, you know him to be uh, Flint. Uh, he's one of the stable hands around. He takes care of many of the normal horses and Draco steeds. Um, good guy, as you know him. But uh, he continues his conversation. He's like, yeah, so anyway, I was talking to my friend Claw, and he still hasn't fully recovered from that time this Leonid punched him in the face. He's still got a weird whistle. It goes like, <laughs> anytime he, like, tries to sleep, it's it's really weird, especially in our, like, our tabaxi collective uh, in Port Salt Yard. It's not that nice of an area. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Well, anyway, that's how my day's going. How about um, you? How are you, Ralnor? Um, pretty good. Um, I've just been doing things along ar- around the palace. Um, I just... <laughs> your story is so, something different. As you guys wrap that up, uh, you three, or four, all approach on your ho- on your Draco steeds. And uh, Flint goes, oh, how's your trip? All good? All good? You guys, how how are the horse? How are the steeds looking? He like starts looking over the different Draco steeds you guys are on. Can I pet mine? Yeah, uh, yours is pretty. No need for animal handling. You've bonded pretty well with this one. You took okay. a copper one, correct? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so this copper one kind of like nuzzles up against you, like its rough scales <coughs> kind of feel smooth as it's like going along your hand. Um, and you guys all hop off, gather your things off of it, and he starts leading the steeds back into their spots, but. You uh, four are left there with Ralnor as Flint goes and takes care of the Draco steeds. So, um, how was your travels? It's pretty good. Yeah. I, uh, uneventful. <laughs> Alright. It's pretty routine. How Can't deny. It was a trip. One well needed. I, uh, much learned on the trip. Yeah. I, uh, much internalized. And, uh, that. we have. A new first mate of the ship. Once we go back to sea, of course. Oh, well, congratulations. Oh, I, uh, Golan. Yurtain just kind of like... Golan's Golan's just standing there, mouth, like, open, (laughs) just, like, looking at Yurtain Slayer, who are currently, like, arm in arm right uh, now. Yurtain arms at the side, though, not really actually embracing him. What's Krolten looking like? Krolten? Krolten's just... He's standing there, he's like, give him the thumbs up, like that, uh, that meme of the kid at the computer, he's just like, Nice! (laughs) Did, um, you not know about this? I, um, Golan Crolton, I meant to say on the, uh, <laughs> long ride back, it just, just happened one night. Kind of awkward, isn't it? <laughs> Golan says nothing. Golan walks up to Yurite and outstretches his hand and says, I would like to congratulate, congratulate you, my great friend. You will make a fine first mate of a fine ship that is the Huntsman. Speaking of the Huntsman, let me get perception checks from everyone real quick. 
I, uh, Golan, good news too. You're now the head navigator. Can't say that I'm not surprised. Carlton's gonna look around. Uh, what's my promotion, sir? Captain? I, uh, Carlton, we'll need that, uh, just, just your attitude around the ship, you know? Just really picks up the mood. Positivity, positivity management, I gotcha. <laughs> And he just starts smiling and standing there. <laughs> That's now his new neutral pose is smiling with his hands in a superhero pose. <laughs> 21 on perception. 21? 13. 12. 9. Okay. Uh, Ralnor, as uh, they're having this conversation, behind the four of them, as they're all looking at you and you're looking at them, you see being lifted by four massive dragons. It's a little bit off in the distance, but still noticeable. Mm. On these giant metallic cords is this black ship with these large red sails, and you can see on the side of the ship is scrolled Huntsman. Um... Is... Is that your ship? I, uh... Is it, like, up in the air? It's in the air flying above the city right now. So I look oh. sh straight across and I don't see it. Yeah, you look at the horizon, <laughs> you're just blocked by the Citadel's gates right now, and you can't really see far past it. You see a couple buildings poking out above it. You're I, uh, looking the wrong way. Yeah, yeah you you look to your left. <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't see anything. It's, Do I see it? Golan, you're smart enough to look at where he actually points, yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, that would be our ship floating in the air. What? And Segni says, air, your eyes all go up and you can see about um, <laughs> I would say like <laughs> time-wise, like a 15 minute walk through the city from where you guys are now flying uh, just west of where the castle is located, near the edge of the desert, being lifted by uh, four large, looks to be maybe young or adult dragon, bronze dragons, as they carry the ship off inland. inland they really make our the ship desert. look small. My jaw just drops. <laughs> yeah, these, these creatures are... They, I believe, are huge. So on your ship, each one takes up like a full section of the ship. No, like two of them Shit. would cover the full deck of the ship, most likely. They're back. <laughs> we uh, we once found a pirate ship in the trees, and it flew. It in a journal. It said, "Yeah, it was a beaver. It was a beaver ship. Beaver, Captain Beaver. I uh, the dude. flying beaver. I uh, always wondered what the huntsman would <laughs> look like flying. <laughs> I'm just though. as I just look up in amazement. Yeah, you see, eventually, it does start making a descent. Uh. Doesn't look too far from where you guys are, actually, if you guys want to go check that out at any point. Um, but what would you guys like to do? Oh, go check out the ship, of course. Yeah, I kind of want to go you check out the ship. You guys are going to head ship. off in the direction of the Low ship. Key, that's the first thing. It's flying. Just see it kind of land off in the distance. Okay, so way. you guys all start heading in the direction of where the ship went, and uh, on the map, the... Oh, yeah, I, have, I need to see the map. Head navigator. Right? I just to know where everything is. So, you guys are here right now, so it's about half an hour of a walk. Okay. You guys will be passing by the Church of Eurathus, the Metallic Compendium Library, uh, the Proterra Institute, and the uh, Shield Bear Adventurer Guild. Um, on your way to the Sunglider. The Sunglider Guild is a... Ralnor, you would know this. 
Uh, it is the main guild in charge of transportation through the Dunes of Ale, the massive desert that spans most of Ogron up until Zotrian territory. Okay. Um, they use these air crystals, these air elemental crystals harvested deep from within the desert mm. um, in one of some of the harshest areas, in fact, um, to create these hovering ships on these two uh, skimmers. Mm -hmm. They look like normal ships for the most part. Uh, the normal Ogron designs are with large triangular sails, usually one or uh, the bigger ones have two, most of them have one. Fit mostly for crews of 10 to 15, the larger ones for crews up to 20 or 30 people. Mm -hmm. um, but it, this is the main way most dignitaries or even those who can afford it travel out of the dunes. Um, and how they most merchant guild, the merchant guild actually gets most of their uh, wares to Zotria and the other territories like Etor um, and House Theron, in fact. Um, all of that goes through the Sun Glider Guild. Um, as you guys approach, you see along this large row of these ships, as I described earlier, on these uh, two gliders lifted up a little bit with these long, large crystals, almost spherical, but they have uh, smoothed out eight sides to them and they come to points at the end, uh, sitting in the center of these vessels underneath the two gliders, or between the two gliders underneath. Um, and you guys see, as one is actually getting prepped for leaving, there's a bunch of shouting, ropes being thrown around. This is basically like looking at a port, but on land. It's very strange for you, Slayer, especially. Um, you knew these existed, but you have never gone near one before. You thought, you know, land pirates are fucking stupid. So you never wanted to be associated <laughs> with them, but seeing it now is very interesting. And you see, eventually, someone yells, Stop the gem! And it just... You hear a large as the ship just lifts off of the ground about 15 to 20 feet. Um, and it starts to swirl a little bit of energy behind it that then goes up and then kicks into the sail as it begins to self-propel itself forward into the dunes. And it starts to kick up a little bit of sand of it. And, you know, some people have like goggles and bandanas over their noses to cover up. Is this like the same engine we faced before on that one ship, kind of? But like on land, not sea, like pushing the sails? Give me a general intelligence check, Slayer. <laughs> oh, this was just like a general my question, so I'm picturing it. Not a Slayer question. <coughs> got it, got it. Okay. So the way the crystal is, you have the two skimmers on the bottom, right? Okay. You have the main ship deck right here on top of the skimmers. In between the skimmers is a long octagonal uh, air gem. So it's got like a yellowish white coloration to it. When it activates, it lifts the center hole while keeping the skimmers a little bit closer to the ground, about 10 feet lower. So when it floats up, the skimmers are closer to about 5 feet off the ground. The rest of the ship is about, like I said, the 15 to 20. Um, so that kind of just lifts the ship up, and when you saw it go, you saw some air push out the back of it. And it kind of swirled around in a way that also furled the sails forward. It seems like they manipulated the magic of the crystal and the air elements and the elemental inside of it to propel the ship forward. Yeah. 
design-wise, so like the ships rest onto the skimmers and then they get lifted uh, up. I, I'm it. like imagining it. Okay. Do I, I remember? just know we faced like a ship like that? Yeah. So the one you guys faced had the crystal in the back of the ship, and you I'm saw like an it right was pushing it more forcefully into the water. Like a f uh, I could. It looked remember. more like a propeller fan. Almost. I couldn't remember if it was that or like wind yeah. blowing into the sail. That's why I asked. It, it was a mix of it. They, they had elements of the wind, wind like blowing into the sail, but it was also had like a propeller effect to it. I digress. Um, but you guys see the four dragons all <laughs> land, detach these large hooks from their back, and then <laughs> fly off immediately. Um, standing on the deck of your ship is Ragnar. Oh, uh, he's just kind of sitting there, uh, standing there, and he sees you all approach. He goes, Oh, Ronald, I see you found them. Welcome back. How was your journey? I, uh, wow, the ship looks amazing. I'm just looking up. It's nowhere near finished yet, but it will be in due time. I, uh, are we allowed on board? Come up, come up. And he takes a rope ladder and throws it down to you guys. Uh, you all climb up onto the huntsman. Um... He's standing there. He's in uh, casual clothing, uh, more dignitary diplomat style, um, less armor, less regalia, basically. Um, he looks at all of you. How was your trip? Did you have a safe journey back? Yes, it was quite, quite good. Did you encounter any troubles, though? No. Nothing we couldn't handle. No nothing, troubles whatsoever. Just some fun. Unusual. Good, good. Uh there have been issues recently uh, with land pirates, as Ralnor knows, the red maggots. They've been popping up here and there, and uh, I, uh, so I mean, Coast Watch have had issues dealing with them recently. I have land pirate trouble, and this thing is, brings a whole new meaning to land pirates. Well, that's so why we call them land still. pirates. Bandits travel by cart and by magic cart. I, those are land pirates. I, those are the only land pirates I've ever dealt with. Well, land pirates, like the Red Maggots, they, I don't know how they did it, but about six to seven months ago, they ended up stealing a series of these sand gliders from the Sun Guild not too long ago. I, uh, how many did they steal, perhaps? Uh, large ones, I believe they stole upwards of two or three. Smaller ones, about seven or eight. Did you encounter any on your way, on, on, on your excursion? I, uh... See any by chance? You might want to subtract four to those small ones. We might have burnt them to a crisp. Golan with a very dark look on his face all of a sudden. <laughs> and a grin. Um, <laughs> good to know. I'm glad you're all okay, though. You've been having issues with them. Um, anyway... Uh, your ship should be done in, I would say, two weeks, perhaps two and a half weeks' time. It takes time to get the air crystal retrofitted onto the bottom and everything, so it will take time to adjust the ship fully. Your that crew, no of issue. course, um, I, if you wish, I can have them set up in Port Stormshade if they're comfortable there, or Port Salt Yard if that's more their speed. I can have my men get rooms for them there. I, uh... The Port Stormshade, right? 
Yeah, that's where you guys. Port Stormshade, I think they would find it just lovely and uh, fine. So that would be at the looking at session one notes. Gotta create the crew the best. I will be giving them then. They will each be getting rooms at the Sleeping Owl Bear Inn. I, uh, I'll let them know to head over. Thank you so much, your royalness. As I, like, I, as I, like, kind of say you, that. You, like, bow, like, put your hands together, like, very awkwardly, like, yeah. and he just looks at you and, like, Black Panther, we don't do that here. I, uh, I'm not used to all this royalty and kings and... Call me Ragnar for now. I, I got that, Ragnar. Anyway, um... <clears throat> Ralnor, I need you to take these, uh, four, uh, before we can officially get them set up here. Mm-hmm. I need you to take them to, uh... He's gonna say his actual name. I need you to take them to Zerfser. Okay. Um, take them by the usual way. He's expecting them. Alright. Anyway, I'll, uh, leave you all to it. Uh, if you need to take anything off the ship of importance, please do so. Um, especially if it's on the bottom deck. I don't know what kind of construction these artificers do, but it's a hell of a deal, so... Uh, let your crew know that if they need to get anything, they should get it soon. I, uh, give them till tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon it is. I'll tell them they can start working on it then. Anyway, have a good day, all. I'll be back at the Citadel. And he, uh, climbs off the deck, goes down the rope ladder, and, uh, goes into the actual building, uh, which is a large, square, tan-colored, uh, smooth stone building. All, like, no brick design to it or anything. It's all just one big smooth, uh, stone building to it um with a large glass dome on the top uh about i would say like 100 feet by 50 in size um but you guys are on the huntsman um do you want to do anything before round lord takes you to where you need to go so uh round or uh, who is that that he said to uh, go meet you know he is the guardian of the city. Okay. Goes by the name Cloudier. Cloudier. Um, and what he mentioned was the trial. Um, okay. You know this, that those who enter Ra Ragnar's inner circle mm -hmm. must first speak to uh, Zephyrser, or Cloudier. Um, I relay this information. Um... <laughs> Just, I'll just bring you there. You'll understand. Cloudier, Cloudier. Why did I? The dragon we flew. Oh. The one who won us our ship. The big guy. I, uh, <laughs> lightning. Yeah. yeah. He was amazing. We're a little scary. We're going to see him. He was terrifying, sir. Oh, my You're God. You're not wrong. Yes. I was trying to be a little, a little cooler than that. <laughs> But, anyways... Well, that'll be a hoot and holler, won't it? This is the famous ship, isn't it? Aye, famous it is. Famous it is. So, Ralnor, you've uh, actually never heard of this ship before Ragnar mentioned it a couple days ago. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a glint in my eye. Just goes, uh, I, uh, 
We've been sailing in the Huntsman for years now. Oh, well, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. <laughs> I... Not surprised. <laughs> you, just, you just said it was famous. Yeah, that's all right. I have not heard your <laughs> famous stories on the high seas. No, not really. But it reminded me of a, uh, when I was a child, and um, Ragnar and I were um, best buds. You guys grew up together. Indeed. What? Didn't see our, that coming. Um, our fathers were actually uh, captain and first mate, and we were um, sailing with them along the seas. Really? Yes. What an interesting, at least similar story. Hey, first mate, you say? Mm-hmm. Me and him might have some interesting stories <laughs> from my days as first mate. <laughs> but um, anyways, shall we? Yes, I believe so. We should probably get there, if he's expecting us. If we are expected to meet the dragon, we meet the dragon. Okay, so you guys all make your way around uh, Lord. You would think he's leading you to a dragon's lair, but he leads you back to the Citadel of Bronze. He walks you guys inside the main castle halls to that greeting area where you guys first came in. But instead of going towards the throne room or up the stairs or anything, he leads you guys through some back rooms. Eventually, to a library. He goes over to a bookshelf with this small, all-bronze-shined orb, and he just twists it to the side. And as he does, you hear... <laughs> as a bookshelf pops out of the wall and shifts to the side. There is a long cavern of natural stone. Uh, it doesn't look like it was dug or anything, but this is a natural cavern built into the castle almost, or the castle built into the cavern. You guys go in, um, Ralnor grabs a torch so you guys have light, and you guys proceed down, and you can feel yourselves heading deeper and deeper underground. Eventually, let me get a perception check from everyone. The weight. Natural one. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen. Fifteen. Okay, so uh, Ralnor, uh, Golan, and Slayer, you guys all begin to hear the sound of the ocean, like waves crashing on something. It's weird because you guys are pretty far um, inland from where the actual coast is. But you still hear the sounds of waves lapping up against something. Um, Yurite, as you're walking along, you just have this... Something in the back of your head, like... Like you're being watched. Just in the back of your head, you're just like... Like constantly looking <laughs> behind you almost. Like paranoid. Krolten looks at you like, you, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you guys continue on and... Eventually, the cavern opens up into this large underground temple. This open area about 40 feet across and honestly, without, without the torchlight, you probably wouldn't be able to see all the way across it. It seems to be about 100 to 200 maybe feet deep. But what mostly point like sticks out to you guys are these two glowing points of piercing blue light 
coming from some of the shadows. And it shifts away and then reappears in the center of the room. And as you guys descend a set of staircases into this giant torchlit chamber, You hear the shifting of stone, large footfalls, and then coming out of some of the shadows, a familiar looking dragon. An ancient bronze dragon with scars all over his face, neck, and body. With these glowing blue draconic runes engraved along some of his scales that seem to crackle with electricity every now and then, arcing from room to room to his face, mouth, and eyes. His arms are covered with these large silver gauntlets that seem to even cover his hands, each one just crackling with energy. And Golan, you especially feel this magic is just radiating from these gauntlets. They have gold lining around them with symbols of Bahamut emblazoned upon them. I see you brought them. Thank you, Ralnor. I bow my head. You all come to my city as pirates. Looks right at you, Slayer. I do not parley with those who break laws in my city. Are you one of them? He shifts closer to you now, only about 15 feet from you. I, uh... Not since we've got the port. Usually only on the open seas. <laughs> he glares at each of you, kind of sizing you up one by one. Uh, everyone roll a charisma check for me. Just roll and add your straight charisma. Just, just... Rolls are not looking good today. <laughs> Twelve. 23. <laughs> I'm about to just leave the room. <laughs> 13. 12. You guys all can't help but feel the overwhelming presence of Cloud Eater in this moment. The runes illuminating the area, feeling the electricity making your hair stand on end. I do not deem you all trustworthy, but I will allow you free reign in the city under my watch if you can do one thing, a task for me. I, uh, what is that task? I felt an unsettling presence in the dune. 
in the deserts that surround my city, encroaching on my territory. I want you to find this presence and kill it. Eliminate it, its encroaching essence so I may rest and my city is safe. Do this, and I will consider you trustworthy. I, uh, and what are we looking for, this presence? I do not know what being it is, but its mind tried to pierce mine not too long ago. And I do not. You feel the anger radiate from him. Appreciate that kind of invasion. Several sand gliders have been attacked by an unnatural amount of entities not natural to our desert near the Dulan Oasis north of Port Saltyard. Two days travel by glider, five by steed. If you do this and bring me the head of whatever this entity is, I will trust you in my city. But for the meantime, Ralnor will be on you and watching you every step of the way. Look over. Yeah, Ralnor's just keeping an eye on you. Kind of like, as he like leans back into the shadows, he kind of like goes missing a little bit, only seeing his eyes. And then he slinks back into the light. what you may or leave if you have nothing else kinda, yeah your attention yeah. kind of looks at you too I kind of start taking a step back still facing him I'm not turning my back to this creature <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I uh <clears throat> thank you for the warm greeting as I just take a larger step Golan give me a wisdom saving throw I got a natural 20. Okay. So, for a second, <laughs> That's for crazy. a very brief moment, you feel your whole body overcome with a warmth and a single thought comes to your mind. This dragon's a fucking prick. And then you shake it from your head because you correct yourself. You're like, wait, no, he's... This is his city. We're, we're here to... Con like, we're supposed to be lawfully here. We don't want to cause any issues. But for a moment... You had the thought of, fuck this dragon. <laughs> and you don't know where it came from. But that warm sensation recedes, and you, just, you guys continue on. Well, I think we are uh, good to go if nobody has any questions, right, Slayer? I, uh... Exactly, as I take another larger step back further. <laughs> now pass me, I'm just like... Cool. Well, I guess we'll, we'll take our uh, our leave there, sir. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Report back when you have killed this being. Till then. He shifts back, and then you eventually do hear 
in the back of the shadows, the breaking of water. And you guys leave the way you came through the cavern. Ralnor leads you out back into the main citadel area. What would you guys like to do? Well, I was going to say we should get some jobs, but uh, it looks like we were given a job, so... I, uh... I, this seems like a very dangerous mission. <laughs> might it be better to maybe learn about our enemy? Um, what we might be up against. Yeah, uh, he didn't even know. Yeah, that's what I was about to just say. There is a place where we can learn. And we could always just, you know, run off, you know, a few days travel. Uh, we could go do some to lopping, the and then we could uh, go back out. Uh, library. Why don't you go to the library and Golly? What did you just Golan? Why don't you go to the library, Golan? I was lying. I, uh, and, and I'll go find the crew. Maybe we can recruit a few extra hands for this mission. Might be a great idea. We might need some extra hands. Hands? Hands. I muscle. For some reason, Something the imagery of a one-armed off. Biff pops in both of your brains. Yeah. <laughs> Hand. Hands. Hand. Hand. <laughs> Hand. Hand and a leg. <laughs> Oof. Anyway, where would you guys like to go? Where go you, Yurite? Uh, well, if you're going to the library and he's going to go to the crew, uh, I personally kind of was interested to go maybe get some jobs. I can always start investigating now, and then we can just meet up at a set period so we can get multiple things done at once. Unless someone needs me somewhere. He's kind of going to look at Slayer. And then quickly at Golan, and then back at Slayer. I, uh... Enjoy your day off. Day off. Sure. Well, if you want, Golan, we can walk together until we uh, get to our separate destinations, and we can link up and head back together. Golan kind of looking over his shoulder for a second. I think that's a good idea. Why don't we walk together? Okay, dokie. Krolton, do you have anything you need to do? Um, well, sir, actually, uh, I was gonna ask if, uh, I could talk to some of those guys over there, and he points across the courtyard of the Citadel, and you see about four or five of these heavily armored knights, um, all of them dragonborn with these large swords on their backs, but the most striking thing are the creatures next to them. Each one is accompanied by these bronze dragons. Not full-size dragons. You know these Yurte and uh, Ralnor to be dragon elves. Uh, rideable mounts. Mm. Um, they are known, uh, Ralnor, you know that, as the Golden Dragon Knights. Um, Golden just goes, they look so fucking cool, sir. Well, I won't stop you from talking to them. I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah, and he starts walking over to go talk to him. Um, and each one is about like Crowlton's around your height, around seven feet. Each one of the Dragonborn stands at least half a foot taller than him. And these are all big old beefy dudes riding big old beefy dragons. Fair enough. So, Golan, you're heading to the library. I am. Slayer. Uh, after they walk off. I want to act mad suspicious and then try to talk to uh, Ralnor. Okay. Uh, okay. Where are you heading? I was going to walk with Golan to the um, 
What the Adventurer's Guild is the something Shield Adventurer Guild. The Shield Bearer's Guild. The Shield Bearer Guild. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk with him towards the library because you said we passed that, and then we we'll yeah. drop him off at the library and then keep going. Okay. Yeah. So basically, what you would be doing is traveling a bit <coughs> south to the library and then going uh, west um, to the Adventurer's Guild, which is right next to the Proterra Institute of the Arcane. Uh, we'll be right back. Um, Slayer, what would you like to talk to Ralmore about? Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Continue. Uh, after everyone walks away, I kind of like half start slowly walking, and then I look and see everyone's way in front of me. Yeah. And then I kind of turned over to Ralmore, and I'm back. I, uh, I have a, a, a question for you. It, it might be weird. Question? I, uh, while we're walking to those sand things, I, I saw we passed a church. Yes. Could they answer maybe some questions about gods for me? All types. Um, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, the two main churches here are the Church of Urathus, uh, mm -hmm. the goddess of civilization and invention, and Bahamut, the god of justice and nobility. Okay. Yes. I, uh, and I could just go to that church and, you know, walk in and ask questions. Yes. I, uh... Thank you. And I kind of walk off. Where? Um... <laughs> you, to, are you wandering? To city, like... So if, if we're looking at the map the and, and we're leaving, so I walk off the front gate looking like I'm headed back to, you know, where the crew is, but then I make, like, an awkward left around here and start making my way secretly over to the church. Okay. I don't uh, want it to be known. Church of Urathus or... Whichever church we walked past. Originally. Okay, that will be the Church of Urathus. Uh, I don't want it really to be known. That's why I'm kind of being weird about it. Give me a stealth it. check then. <laughs> You're a weirdo. <laughs> Just Slayer's not the religious type or person yeah. to show up at a church. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. A one. Um, so on uh, this damn. endeavor to avoid people, you actually end up bumping into Golan and Yurite as they are walking <laughs> through the library. You didn't make a big enough loop. And you only pass them by, like, maybe a block somehow. And then you just bump into them, and you're headed the opposite way that they are. What? 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 Slayer, where are you going? I, uh... To go talk to the crew. Are you going to be following me? Aren't you going the wrong way? Why are you going this way? I, uh... I turn around. I, uh, you know what it is. I'm just... Not used to this part of the city. I'm always in Port Sort Yard. I know that place like the back of my hand. You could have asked. Uh, roll deception, roll insight. Yeah. <laughs> and your team is gonna go. You could have just asked Ralnor where you needed to go. Roll. Wait. Okay. Thirteen. Unnatural twenty. Damn. Yeah, you know he's bullshitting. Also, uh, Slayer, give me a perception check. Uh, actually, you three. Give me perception checks. You're take Golan and... Same roll. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. <laughs> so, as you guys are having this conversation, you can actually feel eyes on you as you both turn around when you mention Ralnor's name, and he's just standing right behind Slayer. <laughs> For all you know, he could have been there the entire time. Yurite... You don't see Ralmore. <laughs> Not looking for Ralmore. <laughs> I'm just standing there with my arms crossed, just watching. Oh, you were here the whole time. Hello. Where'd yes. you come from? Um, 
I was, I've been here. Well, he's I supposed have. to keep an eye on <laughs> You are. I, uh, he's just like Ella. You're much more stealthy than Slayer over here, who <laughs> bumped into me on his way yeah, I found to it some quite place odd. where he's <laughs> lying about it. Where are you going? Oh, he's um, headed. I don't like being lied to, Slayer. I, uh... Oh, should I say Captain <laughs> I... Livingstone? I have to go run an errand, and then I'm going to go talk to the crew. Oh, yeah, what's your errand? Well, he is the captain. He doesn't have to tell us. I and that is correct. But, why'd you, but then why'd you lie to me? It's a secret errand. Get over it. As I just continue walking my way. <laughs> I flip him off as he goes. <laughs> Bye, Captain. I Goodbye, first mate. And I just go, oh, Captain, my captain. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Him off. Goodbye, head navigator. <laughs> Your tail like, uh-huh. takes a quick look around and he goes, oh, yeah, wait, I'm first mate. <laughs> I, I look over for Ralnar. Do I see him? Uh, are you going to follow him? What I time? say goodbye. What, um, I, goodbye, Ralnar. What time is it? Time of day? Yeah. Um, I would say it's probably just after midday, so for like one or two-ish. Okay. You guys are in a thick part of it, like a, a pretty dense part of the city. Um, this is more of a resident, like residential slash like inner city kind of thing like this is like Ogeron proper where like the okay. library the theater all of the major important buildings are located so you know in terms of uh, shade and cover you got plenty alright I, I, I say goodbye to Ralnar yeah Just you go to he... turn around uh, give me a stealth check give me a perception check okay oh no I um, see the number 13? 14. <laughs> yeah, you turn around and you wave right at Ralnor. <laughs> As you try and slink into a shadow, he catches you right before you're fully in. Damn, dark vision. <laughs> see you in the shadows. I see him it's catch me, I'm just like... Alright, um... I'm gonna follow you. Okay, so Ralnor is now openly following you. Uh, are you are you keeping like paces behind him, or are you gonna be like right next to him? Oh, I'll be right next to him. Okay, yeah, he's he's just right next to you from just the entire walk. Um, <laughs> I rolled a seven on perception for the rest of that walk to see if I notice him behind me. So you well, just forget he's there. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, like I say goodbye and I turn around and I don't. Yeah, I don't, you don't like, see him. Yeah, I don't look to you. see if he's following me. Um, no let's there. start. Uh, so there. amongst the. <clears throat> Let's go three of you, I guess. Um, roll a d4. Whoever has the highest will be the first interaction. Unless there's something well, you guys want to do on your way there. Go on your, your areas first, so I'm going with whatever you roll. They we have double the fours. Fours. Roll again. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. Now the, the roll breaker, the, the tiebreaker will be the two people, a part of the groups. So. Alright, shucks. It's a one. <laughs> don't get a one. One. Oh my <laughs> god! Now I'm rolling. Uh, so, okay, uh, we roll odds are even. No, 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 odds are evens. Evens. Okay, so you guys are odds. It's a three, that's an odds. Okay. So, we are going to continue more. following Slayer and Roundlord for this group. God bit. damn it. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was so Double fours, double ones. That's easy. rough. Come on. So, you guys, uh, continue your way northward through this section to the Church of Irathus. Uh, this church is a one of the two major churches in Ogeron. It is a large cathedral with a massive half gear, uh, kind of like on the banners, iconography, all throughout of it, all throughout it, and you can see all of these different bronze and silver dragonborns, all just kind of 
meandering around, uh, some with certain texts and things like that. Um, you see a couple <laughs> copper dragonborns that seem to have goggles and like some soot or something on their face. Um, you see different paladins and clerics throughout as well. All of their um, armor is silver and bronze in color, um, and that is the general scheme of this entire area. Yes. Anybody wearing like super religious robes? Give me a perception check. Because that's the guy I'm going to walk up to. Uh, 14. 14? Uh, you looking around, you can see uh, there are several clerics uh, seem to be in like medium armor, like chest blades and things like that, but they have robes on, definitely, you know. Um, when you go inside uh, the building, you see many more. There are books. Um, there are uh, many of these clerics and paladins just roaming the halls. Some in less armor seem more scholarly as they're walking around. I, I approach one of those um, people that look scholarly. Okay, uh, so you approach this female uh, silver dragonborn, about six feet tall, with the silver and bronze robes. Uh, seems to have like some kind of decent armor underneath. A very decent build, about like same shoulder width as you. Honestly, like seems very built. Um, looks at you as you approach, I, uh, reading a book. I hi there. I oh. uh, hello. Uh, are are you religious and you know part of this church? Uh, looks down at the vestments on her robes, which are the half gear of Irathis. <laughs> uh, I would like to believe so. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I have some few questions about. Religion and gods and things I'm curious about that I've seen or may happen to me. Give me a persuasion check. I'm coming off very weird. Yes, no, you are. Uh, <laughs> persuasion? Yeah. 15? 15, okay. Um, she looks at you. Uh, depends on the questions. I, uh, I've recently think come in contact with Possibly two gods. I, uh... Looks at you with a very curious, like, head turn. I, uh... It, and one left this mark on me. It's bigger than that. It's, it's uh, like, it's imagine wherever. shoulder, just, like, shoulder to hip, basically. Yeah. It's, on, it's your whole chest. Well, the, you can always see... Well, I'm not wearing a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of point along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the red markings. Yeah. Across. I, uh... And it left me this. And I was curious of, uh... It has some weird effects. Um, do you know the name of this being? I, um... Malar? Malar, Malar. One moment. Um... They close their book and they stand up and they walk away from uh, from you, and you're just kind of standing there with Ralnar awkwardly, like it's very silent. You're there for a minute. I hi Ryan. No. <laughs> Welcome back. Another minute goes by, five minutes, ten minutes go by without her returning, and then after about the twelve minute mark, she comes returning with just her dragonborn nails, just like clinking against the tiles of the floor, walking down a row of bookshelves. Uh, she seems to have this 
old, very thin book in her hands. Oh, well, I've only seen the name once in this book. It's a book of minor deities and other powerful uh, semi-celestial beings. Uh, if you would, if you wish, you can take a look at it, but you can leave the uh, church premises with it. I, uh, anybody else who may know more? Um, I, 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 I do not know. Uh, I mean, perhaps the, uh, the head priest I, uh, is very well-versed. I, uh, just point me towards that direction. As I kind of put an arm around her and just, like... Oh. You just like, like arm, just like <laughs> kind of pointing. Their, sho their shoulders kind of raise a bit uncomfortably <laughs> to being touched, and just um, there. You can find them in the main worship area. Uh, continue straight forward through the library section, and follow the spiral staircase downward into the main I, worship chamber. Thank you, and I just, I just walk away quickly. Yeah, you should <laughs> release and walk away, and I... they turn to you around, Lauren, go. They just give I you just that look like, hand. what? Yeah. And I just kind of whisper over to Ralnar. I, she was absolutely useless. I'll get better help around here. Uh, but you go down the library and follow down these spiral staircases, and you enter into the main worship area. Now, most church worship areas are a place where people congregate. This one is very different. You see tables and, ch and like, benches all along this uh, massive open room. And sitting down are these people transcribing uh, books into these blank copies, uh, spells onto scrolls. You see a couple artificers tinkering with different animal-like structures until you see like a metallic bird like hop to life and then fly around the room a bit and then land in front of it again. It is a very strange thing as it doesn't look like worship is actually going on, but I know that's what you're waiting for. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to do uh, you look across and you see standing in a center area, um, pouring over this large tome that looks to be about three feet across when it's opened up, uh, is this tall, slender, bronze, dragonborn male. Um, he has bronze and silver robes that kind of trail behind him. Uh, he stands at about seven, seven and a half feet, um... Ralnor, you know this to be head priest Valorax Umbergale. Um, you guys make your way over to him. I uh, I bow my head. I see him. I also bow. He uh, looks up from his. Book, your, uh, <laughs> gives you a nod. Your so holiness. As I like throw a question behind <laughs> it. Your holiness will do. <laughs> I uh. <laughs> How are you doing, Your Holiness? I, uh, I think I recently come in contact with a god, and, uh, he left this mark on me, and I've had some questions about how to possibly remove it and its side effects. Huh, and the name of this deity? Malar. Malar. We, uh, accidentally kind of brought him back to life, and then killed him again. Very puzzled look goes across <laughs> his face for a brief moment. Um, he takes a second, thinks, 
Malar. If memory serves right, Malar is a child of the Wild Father Sylvanas, and oh, I forget who his supposed mother is. A dead goddess from before the Age of Fire. The one who fell during the revolution. And it is said that Malar, is, yeah, you have no idea what that the revolution is. Dead goddess, what the shit? Um, uh, son of Sylvanus and this dead goddess. And it said that the wild nature of the two beings created a being that was just purely base instinct and hunt. It was a savage beast that uh, almost destroyed Ardu at one point, but was banished to the Beastlands, uh, it's Sylvanus's domain, by a group of adventurers during the beginning ages of the Metallic Empire. I, uh, yeah, and then he, apparently there was a body waiting for him for a spirit to take back. And, uh, you see, his spirit went into that body, and, uh, I got scratched by him, and it left this mark. Well, if you actually fought Malar, you would have been fought fighting, according to legend at least, a giant 20-foot-tall panther. I much smaller body. Ah, okay, so you did not truly fight the body and true Malar, but... I, the spirit in a human, er... Tabaxi. Tabaxi body, to be exact. Interesting. You say that Tabaxi body marked you with that. Aye. And, uh... I go to rage, <laughs> but, like, with my teeth... Uh, that's okay. what I try to do is my teeth. Roll a uh, d6. A one. Your tail activates instead. Uh. And as your tail activates, the searing pain shoots into your chest. You take one point of psychic damage. <laughs> and damage your tail right activates instead. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, as soon as it happens, I rage. I kind of just undo it. Yeah, so he watches I, your your tail briefly transforms, and without much thought to it, it just went into the standard scorpion tail and then fizzled out. I, uh... I see that's the problem. I tried to grow my teeth to bite things, but you see the tail came out instead. And before, every time I was doing it, I raged, and... The red mark turned into a big red claw before. I, I don't have control. That is most particular. He, uh, do you mind just standing there for a minute or two? I just don't take 12. He's going to stand there and uh, he just he squints his eyes a little bit. You see a small flash of energy trace through and interweave along his fingers and it kind of breaks along and encompasses you and after it traces over your body kind of like brings his fingers together and you see all that energy go into his hand and he absorbs it a little bit into himself and he just thinks I am sorry but whatever afflicts you is not within my power to remove I and uh whose power 
to the best of my knowledge, it would be the entity that applied this curse to you, or one of similar power. I, uh... That brings me to my other question. I, uh... I may have touched a weird object and had visions and talked to Sylvanas. The wild, but inter- I mean, <laughs> visions are common. I have spoken to your Rathas before in the past. I, uh... <laughs> and if he tells you to go someplace, should you go? As a cleric of a goddess, I would say, whenever a god calls on me, it's best to answer said call, yes. I, uh, this is wonderful knowledge and everything, um, didn't really understand half the things you talked about, but, uh, thank you very much. Glad I could help. He gives you a very confused look as he gives you not, um, I must go back to my tome and my readings. I, uh, Good day. Good luck with that. <laughs> he turns and just goes back to his large tome and just starts loudly reading, And it was on the fourth day that Uvar the Stormguard... And just starts reading this tome as you guys start walk <laughs> away. Um, and now we cut to Yerte and Golan. Is there anything you'd like to talk about on your way to the library? While we're actually, like, alone... I'm actually gonna. Well, I'm just gonna. T- we're we're well alone. You're talking. Um, so as we're walking, like um, going like uh, goes to Yurte for one second, like um. So Yurte, um, I wanted to actually just like personally thank you for like, opening up to all of us, back like way back at that uh, at that hamlet that we visited. Uh, I have to say that like people like. Only, like, maybe, like, once or twice before has someone so, like, greatly opened up, like, so much of their life. Like, I could feel that, like, things were, like, bothering you for so long, my friend. And I, uh, I appreciate that, like, you've led us into, like, your journey. And I want to say I will help you in, uh, in any way that I can. Well, you have been very trusting of me, and I am very grateful to hear that. That is very reassuring to hear. Yes. I mean, it's, uh, I've seen a lot, and it's, uh... It seems like it. Seems like a, a, it seems like a grand tale, but just a very sad one. One that, like, people, like, get sucked into and, and weep, but laugh at times. And so I've learned that it seems to be life. And life you just indeed. must keep trotting on forward. Aye. I agree. So is there anything in particular you're looking for at the library? Well, A, I do want to see if, like, there is some historical presence that used to be in these deserts. But, uh... I also want to look for some answers. Someone Uh, is... He looks over his shoulder. Someone is looking for me in this city. Do you remember those men that we fought with the cloaks and the lantern? Yeah. Give me a perception check as you look behind you. <sighs> Who's that? Is that? 18. You see no one. Like no one on the street? Or like no, 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 like no one, like no one, no one, no one stands out. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you look behind you and it's just a busy street. 
No creeps. <laughs> For a moment, it would be like, all of a every- sudden, the city's <laughs> empty. <laughs> Welcome to the real campaign, motherfucker. All of a sudden, everyone oh, yeah. disappeared. There was the snap. Everyone Matrix just died. is real. Yeah, guys, Artie just got Thanos. I don't know what to tell you. I rolled it three natural. It happened right here, folks. <laughs> one year anniversary. Change it up. Zombies. Um, Golan seeing no one. Turns back. There are people who are looking for me, if you remember. I read that note out loud. I do. Someone named The Smoke is here. Yes, there is. that. Uh, whatever that person is. I need to find out who it is. And who is after me. Because... Golan stops. Like, things, like, hard. Like, they walk, like, a few paces. Like, honestly, he's just not saying anything. No. Yurite just kind of looking at you intently, kind of curious what, where you're going with it. I've been having frequent visions in my dreams. Well, visions, uh, well, are they good ones? They're ones that I chose. I wanted this. It drew me in. And now... I I am burdened with both its gifts... And it's tasks. Well, at least it's a fate you were able to choose. And you can have faith in that. Yurite. Just as how I promised to help you in your quest to kill the demons and the... and everything else that stands in your way, would you also potentially help me in what I might need to do. There's no potentially about it. You will always have my help, Golan. You're a great friend, Yurite. Aye, we are a crew. And that is tighter than friends. Aye. I agree. At this point, you guys approach the metallic compendium. Uh, that is the large building that you guys passed with the uh, rectangular front and the large domed back to it. Um, as you guys approach, you can see the symbol of the library on the front. Uh, it is this unfurled scroll that curls back up in the front with a eye right in the center. Um, you know this to be the symbol of Ogma, the god of knowledge in this world. Um, Ogma believes in the neutral sharing of knowledge, collecting and keeping accessible for everyone. Um, but this is where you guys would part ways. Yep. Before we part, Yurte is going uh, to go on. So, um, would you like me to just meet you back here and then we can head back together wherever we must go? Or do you want to set up a different meeting point? I don't want to have to rush you at all, so. Well, since I don't know where Slayer is going, he was very, very shifty. As he is, our captain. Um, why don't we just meet back here in right. like a few hours, maybe? Look sure. up. It's like what midday still, maybe yeah. mid afternoon. I'd say so around like one or two. That works with me. Let's meet will, like uh, three hours. I'll be back here as soon as I can. I shouldn't take too long. So if I get back early, I can help you look for whatever you're looking for. Sounds like a plan, friend. All right. I shall see you soon. Then. I tip my hat and I. Bound on up the stairs. Okay, you uh, head up on the stairs. Um, roll a d20 on who, whose thing is first. 
<laughs> you should really stop using this dice. Yeah, it's gonna be you, Golan. <laughs> Golan, you head up the stairs of the metallic compendium, and when you go inside, it is heaven. The first thing to hit you is the smell of old books. And that one of is my one favorite of, smells. It, it throws you back to your childhood, your father's library, your family's personal studies, and all the different libraries you spent your childhood in. And you see a series of different elven folk, uh, or half-elven folk, um, a few tieflings, and dragonborns all walking around, each one with scrolls in hands, books, uh, reading, reading and walking seem to be just transcribing in one section of just um, where it goes bookshelf, bookshelf, bookshelf. A whole fuck ton of tables where you see a series of these people just transcribing things. Um, and as you walk in and see this, you are stopped by a copper dragonborn. Looks at you. Um, they're very tall, slender, with a light green robes draped over their shoulder, um, or their shoulders. They are very upright. They have like a puffed out chest, kind of with their stance, like their postures overly straight, sort of thing. They look at you. Greetings. What business do you have in the metallic compendium? I am doing some research for my crew. Uh, you see, uh, we were assigned a task by, um, what was his name? The, the big head dragon of this city that we met. I guess, like, we're, we're in, we're in, like, some sort give of... Give me, give me a history check, see if you can remember his actual name, because it has been said Cloud. several times. Cloud. That's his nickname. We'll just roll. Oh. <laughs> I got an eight. You know Cloud Eater. We were assigned a task by Cloud Eater. Ah, uh, guardian of the city. Well, usually it's 20 gold per hour to study in this library, but uh, if you're working for the city, give me a persuasion check. Sixteen. Sixteen. I guess <laughs> we can give you the college discount of ten gold per hour of study. And you get to, if you want, rotate a book every hour. I take out um, thirty gold, and I and I uh, say, I'll only be here for three hours. Good to know. Takes the gold, and uh, just kind of puts it in a pouch on their side. Now, uh, if you wish, I can escort you to one of the study rooms, and one of our attendants can retrieve any book on any subject you will need. And remember, it is only one book at a time. Uh, he escorts you through the library, past the transcription area, past a section of uh, bookshelves, and into this hallway of rooms. He opens up one of the nicer doors, and you walk inside and Imagine college study room, kind of. Very drab interior, but it's got a table and chairs. <laughs> um, and light, of course. Um, he turns and says, This here is Dorialx. Uh, they will be your watcher and attendant. And you see a uh, silver dragonborn in very similar colored robes. Um, stand there and just kind of give a small little nod. 
I can get whatever book it is you need from our compendium. Just tell me what subject you would like. Well, that's very kind. Uh, usually I'm the one that has to, like, run all through the aisles looking for stuff. I've we don't uh, allow people that's... to just search through our collection willy-nilly. No, no, no. That's um, very well understood. Um, we are going into the, the desert nearby. And there, there are, um, there have been occurrences. There have, there, there, there's a presence that we are said to seek out and and attack in the desert. But we don't really know really what we are looking for. Um, I was hoping to get maybe some sort of history on this desert and see if there's any sort sort of, I don't know, historical occurrences. That it, if, if, if looking for patterns, if you will, in the history of this desert. You are looking for a book on the histories of the dunes of Ale? Yes. I will be right back. He uh, leaves you in the room and comes back about two minutes later with a uh, nice thick book. So, for this first hour, give me a history check. For your studying. Skewed? Or do I take in? Take... Take. Fucking hell. It's not skewed. Oh, fly as hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I got a nine. Skewed? <laughs> a nine? Yeah. I'm rolling dookie. Yeah, uh, looking through the book, uh, flipping through it. Over the hour, you do get the history of how the dunes of Ale came to be. Um, when the initial siege on the coastal cities of the, hum- the human societies um, began, it was first torched to sunder by the red dragons of the southern continent, destroying and scarring the landscape permanently. Um, It was then after that that the bronze dragons stepped in and started to cultivate a more habitable environment near the coasts. The dunes, on the other hand, um, no one is fully excavated every site out of it. Uh, Oasises seem to pop up here and there as well. Um, There are rumors that some oasises lead to the Feywild, some say the Underdark or the Shadowfell, Um, but all of it is rumor, uh, unproven talk, so to speak. But that is your first hour. Uh, If you would like to uh, keep the book for the second hour, you can roll again. If not, you can get a different book. I stick with it a second hour. Okay, give me another history check. Sixteen. Sixteen? Okay. So as you read deeper and deeper into this um, this book, you start getting into the native creatures of the dunes. Um, you learn that it is home to many different wyvern nests. Um, they like to kind of bury and burrow into the sand uh, for their nests and hunt in the arid desert climate um, for any, like, you know, small lizards, other desert animals of that sort. While I'm reading, are there any, like, indications that there might be things that, like, attack dragons or might be threatening dragons? 
specifically. Like maybe Reading some it, sort of historical. Um, with a sixteen, like, of some sort. One of the things it lists as one of the more dangerous predators in the area are uh, dune worms, which are these massive worm-like creatures that burrow in the sand and burrow in the underdark and throughout it and from time to time pop up uh they've been known to attack dragons that have been injured and landed in the dunes uh they've also been known to attack uh sand uh gliders and sand sailors um so that is listed as one of the most dangerous creatures in what are the they dunes. called again sandworms or dune worms and they don't the look like worm. the worms from Dune. They look like that. Big old moss. <laughs> Not the Dune around. worm. The Dune worms. Yeah. This is worm with a U. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you basically get a, a good solid understanding of the wildlife. And for the most part, other than wyverns and things like that, there's nothing that really hits the radar on what would attack sand gliders just randomly you know and they said it wasn't a wyvern attack so you don't really know what it could be um but that is your second hour what would you like to do for your third so i um so i'm wearing my cloak Right? Mm. The cloak of uh, fire resistance. And it has like the uh, sigil on the back. Yeah. So I take that off. I like take it off, like put it above, like take my hat off, put it above my head. <clears throat> and I like like lay it out to like, I guess this. Uh, Dory Ox? Yeah. And I say. I'd like to know about this symbol. Not quite sure what you can get from that, but I'd like to know what this symbol might be associated with. Possibly. And I also have great interest. Uh, the Phoenix, or Zella. He's going to look... Um, may I borrow the cloak while I search for something? You may. I just need the symbol. Thank you. Takes the cloak. Uh, he's gone for about eight to ten minutes. Comes back with a dusty, dusty book that has the symbol from your cloak, a um, octagon-shaped shell with like what looks to be mountain peaks on it, uh, a what looks to be a whirlpool with fangs coming out and a thundercloud that seems to have this roiling like almost like snake-like body throughout it um, and it just has that in like a square divided up amongst on the cover uh, dark gray leather bound tome and he puts it down in front of you uh this seems to have the same symbol on it, and it is about the uh, four elemental elders. So uh, maybe you'll find something in there. 
And he uh, leads you to your book. Give me a history check. Will he look through every page, or will he go to the table of contents to find out what he needs best? <laughs> or does he just go to the index? <laughs> go to 19. 19, okay. This is the glossary. <laughs> so, you immediately go to the table of contents. <laughs> and you start going through, and you see, oh, Phoenix. Shit. <laughs> so you flip to page 43. And as you get there... You see the same story um, told that you saw in that temple from Inu Tao. Um, this is written in common, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's it's written so that people, like normal people, can read it. Okay. Um, before Ardu became Ardu, it was said to be a massive, roiling mess of the elemental chaos, ruled by each elder. Um, one of them being, in this chapter, highlighted Urzella the Phoenix, who ruled over the fiery, volcanic areas of the world. She was, I believe, the third to fall to the Raven Queen. Let me double check that for you. So many books I have to flip through. Sorry, give me a sec. Okay. Did he really do it? Yeah, bro. Yeah. He gave it to all you guys. We all have one. Why did I break that? <laughs> Tingus. <laughs> or did I? That's why I was like, yo, use that. Why are you paying gold? I don't know. I, she was the second one banished by the Raven Queen when calming this plane for Ardu. It is said she was imprisoned into the elemental plane of fire in the overall elemental chaos along with the other elemental elders. Continuing on, you see that there seemed to have been at one point a cult following of Urzella. Um, hmm. It doesn't name specifics, but it says it was a high elf society um, that worshipped the phoenix in hopes to bring her back to help drive back the dragons of Ardu during their initial uh, purge years, the initial ages of fire. Um, the book mentions that they were never successful, and the way of how they were going to try was lost forever. In fact, this event was how uh, the organization known as the Watchers got their credibility, was preventing this cataclysm from happening. Does it mention any leaders of any sort or any or anything like that? No. It really only talks Just about the phoenix and the history of her banishment and what touches she has had on the history of Ardu since. Okay. It doesn't go into specifics on leaders. It, it really even, when it mentions the cult following, it seems to like I said, with the uh, dunes and all that, almost speak of it as rumors, not truly a tangible thing. Hmm. But the prevention of Urzella coming to the material plane was still a known event. But to history, it's kind of one of those like obscure things. Okay. It's like how they built the pyramids. Yeah, almost. So long ago. I would say more like um, 
first like who was the first person to get to the Americas kind of thing where it's like everyone's still debating when exactly it happened but people know roughly who it was kind of thing Vikings it was the Vikings oh I thought you meant like back like the first like you know people oh oh indigenous people yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're they're debating about that one yeah that still. one's I think, that one keeps like, getting almost pushed back 10,000 years now getting, they're they're finding even older artifacts nowadays Damn. yeah shit's crazy anyway that's really what the book is a, like what you get from it it's okay. it's spoken as in that sense but your hour uh goes up uh Dariox, or Doriox, comes to you. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but your time is all up. Uh, I will have to take the books and escort you out of the compendium now. Did you find everything you needed? Somewhat. I hope what I did find will be useful. I'm glad to hear that, and uh, he walks you out of the compendium. Now... Let us cut three hours back to Yurite, who spends about the first half hour of this time walking to the Shield Bear Adventure Guild. Um, give me a perception check, actually, to see if, how easy it is for you to find it. You already said you have to put the dice away, and you're, you used it again. Dude, go to jail. Put him in jail. Just, just, it's gone for three. Put him in jail. This doesn't take you half an hour. This takes you a full hour. As you begin walking and you know it's near the academy and God, you, like, at one point you think you found it but you look in it's just freaking merchant skills. The, the peddler's respite and you're like, fuck! And you walk around you find yourself back in the university for like a small portion and then you eventually walk out of there. And the reason why it's so hard to find is because the Adventures Guild is actually not as big as you thought. It's only about a third the size of the Merchant Guild, which is, I would say, a like a warehouse or something like that. This is probably more comparable to, like... A big an, house. An L, yeah, a big house, really. Like, uh, one of those houses you find, like, Princeton or something. Um, <laughs> like, like, big house. Um, but you see the symbol, which is a... Silver uh, lined shield with what looks to be a skewed crescent moon with three claw marks going across it. Um, you do see a series of different types of folks. Uh, you see some dwarks, you see some tieflings, or I guess torques as well. Um, you see some half elves, uh, some sea elves. You see all different kinds of folk, dragonborns included, uh, tabaxi, leonin, luxadon, all kind of. Oh, mingling about. But in terms of numbers of people walking into this building right now, like, no one. As you walk in, uh, you do see a decent mix of people, uh, but for the most part, it's people of orcish descent. Um, you see a couple Leonins, some, like, one or two Dragonborns, like a Cobalt in the corner, drunk. Um... But um, sitting at what seems to be like a clerk desk is this uh, blue-scaled lizard folk. Uh, has very patchwork uh, leather armor uh, kind of together. Uh, 
sword by the side, looks at you. Oh, hello there. Uh, how can we help you, sir? Hi, yes. I'm, um... Just kind of looking for possible, like, jobs that could, uh... Just, you know... Keep me and my friends busy and possibly make some coin. Maybe some renown. Well, I hate to break it to you, but jobs are only available for guild members. Alright, what does it take to become a guild member? Oh, well, for that you will just have to pass a trial. What is said trial? Take on a job uh, that our guild master approves of with a team. Or I guess your associates that you spoke of for the job. When you're ready to partake in the trial, you have however long the contract dictates to complete it. And if you complete it fully, then you are allowed full membership into the guild. Sounds simple enough. Sounds like it could be fun. So uh, how do I proceed with this? Uh, well, um... How many is are a part of your your team for this? Three others, possibly a fourth, but I think he might be busy. Well, have them all come here when you're ready for the trial. I will let our guildmaster know you are interested. Uh, what is your name? Uh, my name is Yurite. Yurite, a full name, a name of your your companions as well. Uh, um, we are the Huntsmen. Okay, Huntsmen. That should do. I will let her know that uh, f uh, four to five individuals from the Huntsmen will be showing up in a few days for their first trial. Alrighty. I guess that was uh, simple enough. Kind of not what I was expecting, but okay. Oh, we, we would love to take on members, as you can see. He kind of like gestures around... Not many people. We have plenty of jobs, just rule of law. We cannot allow non-guild members from taking any. Understandable. You have to be fair to your guild members. Well, that's no issue. Um, well, is there anything I can do to, like, waste an hour here? Uh, if not, I'll have to go read some books. <laughs> well, uh, in terms of things to do in the area, if that's what you're asking... He kind of like leans in. There's a pretty decently known fight ring in Port Salt Yard. Here he's like. Leans in a little. What type of uh, fight thing are we talking about? Uh, so they basically put you in this uh, square arena roped off with these four corner posts. Um, and you fight until... Like, pure slugfest, no weapons, no magic items, no armor. Pure slugfest going at it. Um, whoever drops first, drops first. Or, if you can make the person submit, or, you know, get them pinned to the ground. That sounds like it could be fun. How do I get to this place? He kind of, like, looks around again. Uh, <laughs> give me a persuasion check. Dude. Ha <laughs> ha, 16! Okay, that was a fucking 18. That was a 16, bro. It was. You blind? <laughs> you need my glasses? Yes. Oh, look, it was a natural 20. Oh, wait, I can't see shit. <laughs> he looks at you. Uh, go to the club, The Web, in Port Salt Yard. 
It's run by the Varys family. Um, tell one of the bartenders you'd like a uh, lemon dropkick, and they'll let you. They'll let you in. But um, you didn't hear it from me, okay? Well, you'll wish I'll be hearing it from you if I when I win. Oh, <laughs> kind of cracks okay. his knuckles a little. <laughs> a confident one here we got. <laughs> uh, just need to. Uh, Get some stress off, but, uh, thank you, not thank you, gives him a wink. God, he gives you a very obvious <laughs> wink back. Um, so I would say finding the guild, that conversation, um, and then eventually making your way back to the compendium to meet Golan, you meet him just about the time he would be exiting out. In fact, actually, you would run into Slayer and Ralmore first. Um, as they are exiting... Actually, give me stealth checks if you want this to stay secret. No, I'm just walking. Yeah, you're walking. <laughs> you're good? Yeah, I'm just like... You uh, see them walking, not directly out of, but a couple feet ahead of the Church of Urathis as they are walking <laughs> outward from it. They run into you. Ah, Slayer! How are you doing? I, uh... You're a day, uh... You find everything you're looking for. Uh, possibly. It's not a terrible dead end, but it could be some fun, I think. Aye, that sounds great. And what is that? Well, I think I found a way for us to get some renown for the Huntsman, and maybe some coin. Aye, I could always use some coin. They did spend a lot a couple days ago. That's, like, usual for you. Aye, I... <laughs> You're just like, that's okay. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> captain doing captain things. <laughs> I, I, I lean into, uh, Yurte. I, uh, I may have dropped like a thousand gold on, yeah, a shopping spree. Wow. Um, well, do you feel better? <laughs> I, uh, believe it or not, I didn't even buy everything for myself. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's, now that's odd. <laughs> yeah, Yurte's just like, yes, very, very odd. Um, well, uh, where are you headed? Are we, uh... I, uh... I was about to go find the crew. Ah. Well, we can pick up Golan on the way if you wish. Aye, that sounds like a fine idea. Okay, so you guys make your way to the Metallic Compendium. Uh, you have to wait about half an hour, 45 minutes or so, but eventually walk Golan in? walks out. Oh, you want to walk in? Yeah. Go ahead, walk in, yeah. You walk in to see the very same uh, person at the front desk, the... Bronze, lanky, is it bronze or copper? The copper dragonborn in the green robes looks at you. Oh, why, hello there. Very weary of you. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Two warriors just walk. <laughs> we're, we're looking for a friend. He's probably reading books. Shorts. Lots of books. Elf. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Outsider. Uh, I believe his time is finishing up soon for his uh, study room, so... Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just point us to the direction. Sa uh, you cannot come in unless you are... First off, uh, to come in for an hour, it is 20 gold pieces uh, per person. And um, if you are not studying, you will need to be escorted the entire time as you are in here. I, uh, we could just wait. He's <laughs> kind of like looks outside... He did say three hours, and we're pretty close. Kind of be a waste. Oh, I pull out a coin out of my pocket, and I start flipping it in my hand. I, uh, you just want to waste outside? Uh, whatever you 
Uh, that was just my idea, Slayer. <laughs> I, I catch you and I turn around. <laughs> yeah, you guys just wait outside. Um, you're just chilling there, sitting around. Um, Say hi to Ralnor now that I noticed that he was yeah. with Slayer. <laughs> uh-huh. I, uh, Ralnor, mm. well, we got time to kill. So did you grow up on a, a ship? Um, well, kind of. It was a mix of uh, traveling on the seas as well as um, on land. I I spent most of my life on the Huntsman, believe it or not. Yeah? Yes, I, uh, I don't really remember that much from my childhood. I just remember being found by the Huntsman on... Or being taken by the Huntsman from another ship and, uh... I've been living with the crew ever since. Oh, well. Duh, what a place to grow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously know. Your day, give me a wisdom check. Dose. No, okay. actually, that's a lie. It's just I, dose. I start talking with random You've stuff. Never mind. You've done that before. I still talk I about random language stuff. Yeah. chips. <laughs> Until your day. Just random things about chips. Um, so as the time passes by, Golan, you eventually exit the library to see your yep. three companions yep, come on waiting. Out. Um, this is where we're going to take a brief break. On pausing it, we are throat, back you know? from our break. They're weird. Um, so, Jeez, let's what? bring it back in, guys. So, where we left off, you guys had just finished uh, doing your own separate things. It's about 5 o'clock now. Um... So you are hitting the later part of the day. Golan, you just walked out after your studying. You guys had a brief conversation. Um, we left off with Yurite about to say something. Ah, uh, yes. So as Golan is walking down the stairs to us, so you will slowly hear the conversation as it goes on. Yes, I'm walking right down the, the stairs. Um, like this. I'm going to look to uh, Slayer and uh, Ralnor. So, I was uh, looking for some jobs, and I found this Adventurer's Guild that we might be possibly interested in joining, as I'm mostly addressing Slayer right now. Um, but we need to form a group and complete another, obviously, a task to join to accept their jobs. I, uh... Can we just tell them the stuff that we've already done? See, I feel like we could... But they might not accept it, and why not, you know, start building up some renown? If we, they give us a job, we overachieve, you know? It makes us look even better. I Lower their expectations, if you feel. You know, if we tell them too much, they might be like, Oh, go slay a dragon or something like that. And, like, I'm trying not to, you know, die. So, I was thinking, you know, we lowball a little. We can get in nice and easy, make some good jobs. You know, we can make some good money. We can build some renown. Also, Ralnor, I was wondering if you want to, you know, maybe have some fun with us when we go to do this. What kind of fun? Ah, you can just, you know, tag along with us and be, uh, an honorary member of the Huntsman while we're here? Well, if you guys would allow it, then absolutely. Well, looks like we have an honorary member. Does that sound like a new crewmate? (laughs) (laughs) I guess for now, yes. Honorary? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Golan, Golan. Walking up. Did I just hear... Honorary crewmate? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, you did. Wonderful. Wonderful. How are we all right now? I, uh, how was the library? It was slightly informative. Hi, a lot of reading. 
A lot of reading. Ugh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... It was good, though. Yurte was just telling us about this, uh, guild. A guild. Yeah, so yes. there's, there's the uh, Adventurer's Guild. And I was figuring, you know, we could make some money and then also a little bit renowned, you know? Do you so, like money? Because I just dropped a lot of money on stuff with Jingy. What's with y'all just dropping money on everything? I have. Uh, oh, we gotta go back to Jingy. We do. We need to go back to Jingy. Uh, that's the uh, I... magical item dude, right? Yeah, he's here. Oh, huh, he's still here. Wasn't he on uh, Pirate Island? He was on Earfound. I yes, and uh, if he asks you a pirate, just avoid the question. Ah, uh, he remembers us. Aye, but he doesn't think we're pirates for some reason, even though he met us on a pirate island. You don't think he's a fool, do you? He is not a fool, Slayer. Well, did you tell him you weren't pirates when you saw him? He knows who we I are. I know, uh, he started to question if we were, and we awkwardly walked away and said goodbye. Last time we saw him. Well, that's what I would do, so no fault there. <laughs> so, uh, is... Is it on our way? It's getting a little late. We might just want to go meet up the crew and possibly hit them up first thing tomorrow, if that works with you. I, uh, yeah, we should tell the crew as soon as possible. Aye. Because okay. they do have to get their stuff off the ship, so. So, uh, you guys are headed to Port Salt Yard, the, uh, tavern where you last spoke mm -hmm. them, I assume? Yep. Okay. So you guys make your way over, I would say it's probably a half-hour walk. 45 minutes probably from where you guys are located to the tavern where the crew would be last met up. So you guys walk into the Rusty Barnacle Inn. There you see um, Junkar Bastexel, or Jun uh, for, for short, uh, the Brass Dragonborn bartender here. Um, you see there are two uh, bear shifters over in the arm wrestling area, uh, just kind of having to go at it. Um, along the bar, you see um, three shifters uh, just kind of having a conversation along their own. Um, you see a uh, Asimar, gray-skinned, um, Golan, you would recognize him. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, you see the crew. Yeah, uh, right now it is Zebrith, uh, Biff, Gert, they're all kind of sitting at a table, um, with Natter, uh, they're just having a conversation on their own. Um, you do see a couple tables away is like, uh, Durla, Euron, Yurathnu, and a couple of the other crew members. Clicks. I, uh, I head over to the table with the crew. Aye, crew, crew. Gather around. I got a couple of announcements to make. Okay, uh, so everyone starts coming around, like, looking at you. I, uh... Zebeth crosses her arm and just kind of looks. I, uh... I got some good news. A lot of good news to spread around for y'all. First thing, I found you guys some new places to stay for free while we're here on in the city. Zebrith kind of looks around in like a little wonderment and she also looks in at Ralnor for a second and like her head tilts to the side. I uh... Oh, I wrote down. You guys are all welcome to go to the Owl Inn. 
and tell them you're with the Huntsman, and they'll give you free accommodations. Sleeping for Owl your... Bear Inn. Sleeping Owl Bear Inn, and they'll give you free accommodations for your stay. Um, only the best for the crew while we stay here. Um, Slayer, if you don't mind me asking, I don't mean to look a gift horse in the mouth per se, but how did you come across this for us? I, uh, remember the guy that we saved on, uh, the island. Ah, yes, that big, uh, dragonborn fellow with the dry gun. Aye, he turns out to be the king. She looks at you very questioningly. Give me a <laughs> persuasion check. Your taste look just kind of behind true. your head like... <laughs> Give me, no, that's no, that'll be the help action. So roll with advantage. Yurite's little little play it's along. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not wrong. Eighteen. Eighteen. She looks at you and goes, "The fucking king." Well, I'll be. I fucking shit. I know. Fucking shit. Ella pops out. Fucking shit. Only the huntsman luck, honestly. I uh, that's the first thing. Uh, second thing is, he's uh. Doing some new improvements to the ship so that we can also sail in the sand dunes. Um, so everyone, please gather your things off the ship if there's anything valuable to yourselves. And keep it with you while you're at the end till the renovations to the ship are done. Did he say how long these renovations will be taking? I, uh, another two weeks. Okay, so we will be here till then, I guess, okay? Aye. Does that mean our next mission will be on land, Captain? Aye, possibly. Turns out there are some pirate ships out in these dunes that we can also hunt. You don't say. Aye. And they've been looting the city for a while, so, uh, who knows what we might find, am I right, guys? And I kind of look at Ralnar and, like, jokingly laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, this is definitely an intriguing situation we find ourselves in. Uh, she looks around the rest of the crew, and they all just kind of like nodding. They're Biff and Gert, though. They're uh, they're still kind of in a weird state of like semi, like, like shock. They have thousand yard stares. <laughs> One looking at me. No. Oh. oh. Just looking. Oh. Like, everyone else is, like, kind of nodding and paying attention, and they're just kind of, like, looking, like, Biff a little bit downwards at his drink, and Gert just kind of, like, forward in a general direction, not specific at anything. Staring through everything. Yeah. Um. Also, I have come to the decision, and I have found a new first mate for the ship. I, everybody knows it's tradition... That the first mate is always the first one out. The first one in battle. The fiercest of us all. And uh, I think over the time that we spent with this crewmate, he's, he's shown us he will uh, kill just about anything. And will happily run forward first to do it. Um, and that first new first mate will be Yurite. Uh, give me perception checks, everyone. Thirteen. Fourteen. Six. Natural one. <laughs> Yurite and Roundlord, you see, for a second, before Yurite's name is said, Biff begins to stand up a little bit. 
And then he says, you're okay, and Biff goes back down. Oh. You two don't see this. Golan and... <laughs> I hide in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. Give me a stealth check. <laughs> oh, no. I'll just go here and I feel bad. <laughs> oh, God, that's a crit fail. <laughs> you, you go to sleep into the shadows, and you immediately trip over a stool, and all eyes all of a sudden turn to you. As you're on the ground, prone on your back. <laughs> Yurte will offer you a hand up. Thank you. Um, I don't have my sea legs yet. Again. <laughs> kind of just helps you up and then gives you a nice pat on the back. Um, turns around and just goes... Kind of like swells up a little. And just goes, I'm very grateful for this opportunity and I hope I don't let any of you down. And just kind of leaves it there. Okay, give me a charisma check. Eight. Eight. Um, give me an insight check if you would like. Wow. Sixteen. You can tell that uh, there is some tension amongst the crew at this decision. Roll a <laughs> d4. Four. Cr- crew morale drops by four points. <gasps> Oof. <laughs> About six now. You guys started at ten when you got to port. On a scale of what again? Um, it can go up to I'll say as high as twenty will be the happiest a crew can be. Uh, ten will be the base you guys start at port and certain decisions. So, um, the decision to stay what? a bit longer. Wait. Um, roll, roll a D four Slayer. Now. Okay. Three. You gain three of those. So we're all back. Nine. 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 So I would say that's where you guys end up after this conference, as the discussion of the the upgrades to the ship and the next mission, and you know, they now know the specific time they're going to be waiting. But the decision of Yurite has clearly caused a little bit of tension amongst the crew, as you do see like. Rathnu is kind of like darting eyes amongst like Biff and Gert. Like they're like all like there is a unspoken thing amongst the crew at this moment. But uh, Zebrath looks at you. So is it that everything, Slayer? I, uh, Captain. For now, it is. Okay, so uh, I, uh, possible details later on for an adventure if some people want to go on one. Well, I know I'm going to probably get a bit stir-crazy, but um, we'll see who might want to join find us at that, uh, that inn, the Sleeping Owl Bear, because I... I will be there. <laughs> and she starts and like she goes and like, Ella, come on, hey. And uh, Ella just pops out from a corner and just starts walking by. <sighs> Uh, Biff and Gert both hop by, and Biff, like, gives his one good arm up to Gert so they can walk side by side. And they just, uh, heads down, walk out without saying a word. Um, Dude, that's rough. You're Athnu, Durla, and Euron, they all sit that's there, and they're still drinking. Natter kind of stands up, and he puts a hand on your shoulder, Slayer. And he says, don't worry about all of them. It'll be okay, boy. And he walks on out. Um, but the rest of the night is yours. I'd say it's probably around 7 o'clock now. 
What would you like to do? Um, I have something to say. Um, while you guys were on your adventure, I did some investigation work about the silver coins that we were finding in those, um... Ah, those elementals, right? Elementals, yes. Ah. And, um, the thing is, I found out that, um, again, some of the shipments here and there have been disappearing, but one of them have actually gone missing altogether, the whole thing. Although, in the report, it didn't say that it went missing. So it was an inside job. I, uh, very interested. Um, from what you gathered, it looked forged. It didn't look like it was made by anyone who actually worked there. I think it's fake. The, the thing I read. Uh, give me, um, say a general intelligence check on this. Oh, God. An eight. Yeah. You just know it was a forged note. Like a forged document. Clearly not made by anyone who worked at the specific warehouse that you checked. So I'm just putting it out there, but... Is it like a master forged document? Like, pretty good? I'd say so, yes. Hey, uh... Someplace in Port Salt Yard, you might be able to find some people who could do do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, could ask around. I'll, I'll check. Well, so it looks like we have a few options on our hands of things we need to take care of. Do you guys have any personal kind of opinions on in which order we should handle them? Clearly, we have the uh, cloud eaters and the silver uh, metals and elemental issue that are probably high priorities, but we'll be around for a bit. We will be here for a while. We then also have the Adventurers Guild, if we would like to do that for some side things, but if that's not as important, we can always leave that to the side. I, uh... Though I think it could do to have some fun. Yeah, I think we've been away for a little while since we've been on, since we got back to port, and we haven't been around with the crew. I agree. We should be with the crew. Hey, we've been a little busy running around doing errands. I, uh, let's stay with the crew for a couple nights and then figure out what our next step is. Ah, I see no issue with that. Okay, so basically what you guys are doing is spending... How much downtime would you like to do before you decide on what you're doing? Well... And what are you doing with the crew specifically? The, is there anyone still in the um, building, tavern, in that we're Yeah, the at? people I said who were still uh, hanging out and drinking, yeah. Well, currently at that moment, Yurite is going to reach into his bag of holding and pull out his pirate... Uh, Mongolos Festival yes, commemorative cup. cup. And slam it on the table and be like, well, we can drink on it tonight. Yeah, his mug is so bright. I, uh... Oh. Yurite, yes. uh. you gotta tell me about your days when you were drunken or ogre on. 
<laughs> your tape just kind of pulls the the like. As I order uh, beers for everyone in the crew who's still at the bar. Okay, Ooh, now be... these are tales I would like to hear. True gold for everything. Make it a. Uh... Um. Three rounds for the whole crew. Three rounds. Okay, so that six will be gold. six gold. Yeah. Okay, so three rounds of drinks for the night for everyone. <laughs> Cool. Everyone I get, I just pours in the mug. Yep. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the story. Yeah, Azirate is there, and he pours it into his mug. He just kind of sits there with the slight teeth kind of showing, regretful kind of smile, and goes, uh, it was dark, dreary, uh, a, lot of, a lot of mind fog, um, which was trying to forget, uh, a lot of wandering, a lot of dirt. I, uh... Did you do any fun partying while you're drunk, or are you just the sad, depressed drunk? I was trying to kill myself. <laughs> I, I I put my hand <laughs> over his drink. I was like, ah yeah, maybe you should take it easy, buddy, for tonight. Oh no, it's it's not I, an uh, issue now. It's just Ralnar. Did you ever have to deal with him, Slayer? No. <laughs> I like snatch his hand away. Yurte is not like that now. He's Ralnar, telling us give the me story. A history check. History. Yeah. A ten. You vaguely remember <laughs> around what two to three years ago there okay. being rumors of a drunk, dirty bronze dragonborn okay. that would harass people, um, <laughs> but like what? always blackout, drunk level, like smelled <laughs> disgusting. All right, and just one day disappeared. Okay, and that's like when he mentions like I mean. There was that, but that was like the only thing that can come to mind when it and comes he said to bronze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yep. So your taste kind of just kind of says all that and just. You take a long <laughs> sip. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> Burps a little and goes, "Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, Golan, you're a uh, young party days, huh? Anything?" <laughs> Oh yeah, man, this takes me back. It always does. Getting a little drink in me takes me back to those great party days with my with my friends back in uh, back in Kunk. How we would roam the streets and sing of tales long gone. It was great times. Singing in streets. Well, that it would probably be a sight to see. We also would pull pranks on people a lot. <laughs> and we would like steal people's watches and shit. Your take kind of does like a sarcastic like <gasps> Golan, the prankster. Oh, come on, dude. I just thought you blow things up. <laughs> uh, nah, back then I didn't blow that much shit up. Oh. Though I did light uh, one or two firecrackers, I suppose. I guess that's probably good for your town. I would never light Kunk on fire. That would make me cry. I love my town. Well. I should probably go back soon. Well, where is it? It's up north. Your okay? It kind of gives you like the stare of like, well, I you know. It couldn't be south. There's just ocean. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, it's a long ways away from there. Well, I'm gonna focus on what's going on here. We have to figure out what's in the in the dunes. All right, I was just trying to distract us from here. But uh, Slayer, did you have any uh, good party stories? I yeah. Uh... 
Or do you just usually drink until you don't remember? I usually do remember. <laughs> the thing is, I just usually get drunk and then... In the old times, I would punch somebody square in the face a lot of the nights. You hear off in the <clears> distance <throat> a... <laughs> kind of intense breathing. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah. Owen get his, uh, pleasure women, right? Can't forget about that, Slayer. Yeah. Ah, oh, but he's a loyal man now. I <laughs> know, but... Pouring the second beer into my body. Yeah. <laughs> Just a louder yeah. Yeah, he's a loyal... Glug glug man. Glug glug. glug, glug. glug, glug. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like slurp on my beer. Yeah. So uh, you yeah. guys continue your drinks for the night. Pretension. Questions. But eventually the crew all go off to rest at the sleeping owl bear, and you guys have rooms in the palace. If you guys would like to spend the night there, if you would like to spend the night in the sleeping owl bear, you can. Um, where would you guys like to go to wrap up your night? Slayer, where are you going? Probably sleeping owl. Golan, where are you going? Palace. I will join you. Around I'm going sleep in my room. <laughs> you got a room in the yeah. palace. <laughs> um, it's got my own bed. So, for these next two days, if you're main goal as a group is to boost the crew morale. I would like Yurite to do two charisma checks. And I, those... can, I can probably assist with a number of different things, like a, like performance okay. and shit like so that. So roll with advantage on both of them, and how well you do will determine on how on what Slayer will be rolling with either advantage or straight I, or disadvantage. I have some people I also want to talk to. Got it. Uh, be specific, Zebrith and Biffinger. Biffinger together, Zebrith. Separate. Okay, what'd you get on your first one? 19. Got it, second one? Three. Three, okay. So. Sounds like a attack roll. For the first day of charisma checks, um, you roll with advantage. Um. So, that's you. I'm also. Also what? Say it, you coward. No. Say, say it. it. Or it doesn't, it, doesn't no, yeah, say it, it doesn't happen. No, yeah, say it or it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. happen. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna. It doesn't happen. Wait, wait, what did you write? What did you write? He's a coward. He won't say he wants companions. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I was say gonna it. say subtract. I'm gonna go subtract this gold from my mouth. But I want to be secret. I don't want you guys to know. Well, the. They don't have to know as characters. <sighs> Too late. <laughs> the people listening need to hear. Too yeah, late. you gotta say you're doing it. It was gonna be like, yo, I'm subtracting five gold. Like, if you go back to episode one, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, you could have just said if that. If Golan finds you out. Anyway. He's gonna fuck You're not you there. Up. You're sleeping in the castle. Yeah, that's what I was gonna um, do. I know. <laughs> so if you want, you can still do it. Just say it. No, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> what? Fine. fine. No, it's fine. We're gonna find a discreet way to do it another time. <laughs> Just wait um, for it. Give me a charisma check. <laughs> with advantage. So this is also the day you talk to uh, Biff and Gert. I will and also Gilbert. mention about the lemon drop kicks and the fight club. Got it. Nat 20. 20. Plus 2. Slayer. Okay. 
Just, just Slayer? Well, as like something we can do to boost morale. Got it. Okay. Natural 20? Plus 2. Plus 2? Um, roll a d6. It's cocked. How do you now that is cocked. How do you that is a cocked goddamn d6, my bro. Two? Crew morale raises by two points. Okay. I wanna... Actually, that was a nat 20. Four yeah. points. I want to roll damage. something. Double dice. What can I roll? What would you like to do? I want to assist somehow. In 13, right? I want to assist the crew. In what way? I want to sing to them. Okay, give me a performance check. Cool. And a song. Um, I, when I talk to Biff and Gert, I want to see how they're doing with like their arm and their leg. Talk about when their new pieces are coming, how it's going to um, be. Biff doesn't talk. Gert instead does all the talking. Um, Gert just goes, uh, yeah, yeah, um, getting the new leg and arm in, like, a week's time from that one, uh, artificer fella, uh, Jingy, I think Aye, his name is. Jingy. Um, he said it might take longer, though, he said, like, he doesn't have a lot of material, a lot's gone missing and stuff, I stopped listening after he said that, though, so, it's whatever. I, uh... I'll see what I can do to help you guys. No, that'd be really appreciated, buddy. We need to get back into tip-top shape for when our ship can set out again. He, like, nudges Biff and Biff. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need you guys right there next to me. Of course, Slayer. And, like, nods. Biff just nods. And, uh, once you get... Uh, never mind. Okay. Um, I don't know about that yet. So, for the, uh, what'd you get for performance? 29. 29. Wow. Okay, Jeez. yeah. Um, Golan, roll a d4. Uh, Slayer, are you keeping track of crew morale? Yeah. Four. Add that to the crew morale. Wow. As Golan brings everyone together on the second night in the Sleeping Owl Bear. Yeah, and it's been a while since I, was, I hung out with the crew, so this yeah. is like a special night. You just kind of sit around and you pluck away at your brand new instrument of the bar. The bandor. Yeah, um, and... A lot of strings. Not a lot of people thought they'd like it, but you just... Everyone's just calm. You play peaceful tunes. And you can tell that the overall tension of the crew just relaxes. So now, for the second day... Slayer, I'm gonna need a charisma check with disadvantage. Because Yerite rolled a three. Holy. <laughs> no. Natural one? One. Roll. A d6. Two. Goes down by four. So we're back to 13. Oh, <laughs> back to 13, guys. Gross. As this day. Um, it rains. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it, it, the weather is terrible, um, and any activity you thought you could do with the crew, you were like, hey guys, let's go to the beach today, and you turn around and you open the door and <laughs> rain starts pouring down, and everyone just goes, oh, you saw Biff had like an inner tube around his waist, and again, he just head just slumps lower, and he turns around. <laughs> <laughs> what if I have a friendly game of Three Dragon Ante with them? Okay. And we're probably going to do rolling version because we're not going to record us just playing the game. I, I know. But like, uh, yeah. during the storm, everyone yeah. in, um, in a room. 
As you guys are all together, Golan, if you're going to be performing again, give me a performance check or Hell any yeah. other way you'd like to help out. That and just cheering him on. I just like on the ship when it was storming or hiding inside. Are you gambling? Well, he's a pirate. Friendly game to pirates means game. God, there are even like Just with copper pieces. specific decks you can build with this. Bro, these are Okay. For too good. There goes my macro inside. Macrobiotic stuff. So there are a lot of rules just for rolling this, so we're gonna be doing luck checks for this. These are just gonna be flat D twenty rolls. Fine with that. Speed it to time. Yeah. Woo. We'll have a full game out one day. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. But I don't know if you're gonna record it. We'll play. Anyway. I got a, your luck check. I got a twenty six on performance. And I'm give, aiming inspiration at Yurite. Okay, so Yurite, you can add an inspiration die to your roll if you play. I'm just saying, what if we played as our characters straight up? Oh, we can do that, yeah, te definitely. That'd be great. Make everyone love that. How many rolls are we doing? Just one? Or? Just one for luck of... And what is your... You uh, what's a Bardic? Is it D D8? Have you got Bardic inspiration? Yep, I see how it is. What do you get? Unnatural 20. Okay. You playing? Uh, are you playing? Oh, yeah, I'll play. Yeah, okay. Do I need to walk? What'd you get going? <laughs> oh, one. one. You got <laughs> what? One ain't no one. Pirate, one. Uh, the, are you playing or no? Yeah, why not? Okay. You got anything to luck? You got a one round lord? Okay. You got anything to luck? No. 17. 17? One roll. Yeah, what'd you get? Three. Three? Biff got a nat 20. Oh. So after the first game, Biff wins and he just puts down his cards. And usually he's like boisterous and celebrates. He just very solemnly puts down his winning cards, like completes his flight. And just kind of rakes in a massive amount of gold. Goes, huh, I like this game. I like this game a lot. Another round. Let's go. Hey, let's do a Biff. Oh, that's better than I yeah. thought it was. <laughs> I thought you rolled a two. <laughs> What'd you get? I got a nine. A sixteen. A nine. Four. That shit, you not, Biff. Got another nat 20. <laughs> oh! No! This is the first roll I do, and both times, the first rolls have been nat 20s. <laughs> Biff then just rakes in more of your money. Uh, subtract ten gold from all of your inventory. I, uh... Biff, how are you doing this? How are you cheating like this on us? Uh, I'm, I'm not cheating, Captain. I, uh, I know, I'm just I, I literally don't have another hand to switch around cards with, and he, like, moves his nub around a bit. I know, I know, Biff, I'm joking. <laughs> oh. Dude, that was so Oh! <laughs> another round! I, uh... <laughs> Bro. 
What'd you get? Five. And eight. And eight. Three. Biff wins again with a 13. That was the highest roll. What? <laughs> Biff just rates, uh, subtract five more gold from your inventory. Good. Good. Biff is just raking it in right now. You know now. what? I'm happy that Biff is I mean, playing. remember, he, he made a killing in the gambling district. He did. Man's know how to play. So that is how you guys spend the second day. Is just going away. If you continue playing Three Dragon Annie, we're going to do one last round to see how well you do for the rest of the day. And I'm just going to roll d d6 and multiply that by 5. I'm done from there. <laughs> Your day's done. Yeah. Slayer, are you still playing? Yeah, why not? Okay, this will be the only luck check you do. That's a real shame there, buddy boy. That's a real goddamn shame. That was a crucial freaking roll. Two. You got cunt is what you got. Please yeah. tell me Biff got a nat one. Oh no, Biff. Gert got a nat one. Impossible. Zebrath got a two. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> That's a one, a one, and a two. You just like split the pot. There's I, no way. Not just, I just, this is the scale. Yeah, no, you, you split the pot, so There's you no only make like, I would say eight gold in the end. There's no oh. way that could have happened. That was just... <laughs> Two ones and two twos out of those rolls. One twelve, sweet. Man, these dice rolls. <laughs> Does anyway, that help crew morale. Kind of nuts. Oh, uh, just, bits of pockets. That your second day with the charisma check that doesn't really help. You Damn. just line bits pockets for that day. Damn, we don't. I really thought that would help. That's what's um. <laughs> so, as this other day winds down, Zebrath does come to you, Slayer, and she goes, "So, um." What was this one thing you said that uh, you might want some of the crew to help you out with? I, uh... You remember that big lightning dragon? Aye, the one with the scale, like the scars, and the one that blew up that entire fucking building? Yeah. I, uh... He doesn't like pirates. She, she... Yeah, she, she kind of looks like not surprised, but also like, hmm... Fuck. I, uh, <laughs> shocking, I know. Straight but, up. But, uh, Fuck. somehow in Grace's fortunes, we, we fell into the king's fortune. Our favor. You mentioned that. It's very fortune fortunate for us. I, uh, very lucrative, I feel like, in the long run. Could, could be beneficial, yes. I, uh, but the dragon said if we want to stay in the city, we have to hunt down and kill some beast in the desert. Mm. So, I mean, you said our ship is out of commission. How would we uh, do such a thing? I, uh, they're willing to lend us a ship to use. Well, then, if that's the case, I bet uh, you could... I will definitely be joining you, I think. Uh, I, uh, I will talk to the others. Um, I don't think Biff and Gut Gert should be joining us, of course. They I know. Uh, are incapable. Um, How is the crew doing? I, I know I've been running off running errands lately. They're doing okay. They're enjoying their time at the, in a decent city. Uh, one that's not the you know, small town with I, annoying town guards. There's about to be a wedding soon, too. Yes, that is Not true. a partying. Uh, many, we've noticed many rich folk coming in, so... Uh, Gert said once he gets his peg leg in, he has some fun plans. I don't know what that means, but uh, 
interesting to find out what it is. I, yeah. I, uh, there might be other things, too, happening soon. Uh, a couple other adventures, possibly. There, uh, there seems to be some elementals popping around the city, and, uh, we are asked if we could look into it as well while we were staying. Would you like for me to reach out to some of my contacts in the city as well? I, uh, if you would like to do so. I can put out my feelers, see what uh, my contacts, my people know. I, I don't know if you've heard about their attacks. They've happened a couple of times. I've heard whispers of people thinking they see, like, you I... know, for every time and again, like a puddle shift or something, but uh, no one's really... I am sure what they see. We were attacked by them personally. You were there? I I heard I did hear about a you know a weird amount of sewage water attacking people, but you were there? Ah yes. Oh god, why does trouble fucking find you, Slayer? I just She like just rubs her forehead. It just fucking follows us everywhere. But anyway, uh, I'm sure I will join you. Ella will most likely want to join yeah. as well. It's up to you if she does. I, uh... Our new, uh... Friend, Ralnor. Might have a few things to teach Ella about hiding in shadows. He's pretty good with it. He will your Ralnor friend be joining us? Hi, I'm Zebrith, by the way. I'm the quartermaster of the ship. Is he just popping out of a shadow. Yeah. Yeah, he's still with you guys at all times, just always in a shadow. I fucking... <laughs> even, even in a well-lit room, he's in a shadow. I, I that, that once in a while does get creepy, how you just <laughs> pop out of fucking nowhere. Um, Zebrith, for you, uh, she is a green-skinned tiefling with oh. uh, half a horn missing with a metal uh, replacement on it, okay. and uh, orc tusks kind of sticking out, only going slightly past the upper lip. Mm. Um, she has a scar that goes from her forehead all the way across to her chin uh, on the right side of her face, and she wears a headband with this uh, red diamond design that look almost like eyes mm. inside of them, and uh, she's dressed in like a black, flowing, uh, you know, pirate-style shirt, uh, mm. tight... Uh, drawn pants with uh, two bladeless hilts by her side, um, and they each have a blue gem in them. Okay. Um, I yeah. Uh, lean in, whisper the Zebrith. I uh, possibly a new crewmate for when we go back to sea. We'll have to wait and see. He looks like the fancy type. Interesting. I uh, he apparently grew up on the sea, on ships. She just like squints her eyes at you, just kind of sizing <laughs> you up a bit. Um, give me a general charisma check. Charisma. Uh, fifteen. What's Ralmore thinking about right now? Me? Yeah. Uh, because you um brought up the fact that I was on the sea. Was, the uh. I was whispering. He oh. can't hear. Every... What's your passive perception? 16. 16. I'm going to say, with the way Slayer tends to whisper, you heard you heard that, yeah. Um, all I can think of is the ship that I was on, the Ganon's Revenge. Mm. <sighs> she looks at you, and like she obviously doesn't know you're thinking Dude. of that specific ship, but she can tell you're thinking of a memory. <clears throat> goes, I can see the look of a uh, semen on you, yes. 
You look like, you look like quite the. She looks at Slayer. Semen. <laughs> she chuckles Slayer at herself. Slayer chuckles too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway, um. <laughs> I guess, uh, should we look into getting the ship tomorrow and head out then? Aye. Yes. I'll talk to the crew tonight, see who wants to join us, and we will meet you. Uh, which, which sand port, sand glider port would you meet uh, yeah. that? There is one in Stormshade and one in Saltyard. Do we know where we're going yet? You know the name of the, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the oasis. Ah, uh, yeah. The one in Stormshade. Okay. Uh, so I, uh, we'll have and you'll be able to see the Huntsman getting worked on as well. Okay. Uh, just letting you know, you're probably going to add another day to your travel if you leave from Stormshade. It is a, it is First two days on. It is two days north of Saltyard. Oh, is there a place in Saltyard for it? Yep. Her. Oh, I thought that was Little Rock. No, that's like oh. on the border between. All right, I uh, salt yard. We'll leave the salt yard. Okay. I the closest route. Okay. Um, I'll make sure to keep the crew small then, so we don't have anything too big. See if you can get one that has some kind of weaponry on it. I, Otherwise, uh, I don't feel safe going out with Ella and all that. And I'll, I'll try. And uh, can you believe there's actually land pirates that are on ships out here? I always what? thought they just rode on... I on... thought they were on the carts and the car things, too. I like, know. I they have land... real land pirates on ships here. I mean, I, I always thought you were joking about it, but I, for uh, fuck's sake. I, uh... But to be honest, we've come across a few already, and we just firebombed their ships, and it was it was easy That's work. what you did to the other pirates we came into contact. So whether they're land or sea... I guess I golden spider balls are the uh, the way to go. Hey, big big goal. Golden gives finger guns from across the room. I ain't nothing like big fire. But uh, I guess we will meet you in the morning. I'm going to go get a good night's rest, and she uh, goes off to her room. Since you guys are all in the inn, I assume you're just gonna stay in the inn. I mean, you all have rooms, yeah. so. Yurte's gonna wander the streets for a few hours and then come back and sleep so he wakes up at normal time with everyone else. Got it, so he doesn't wake up super early. Yeah. Got it. It's a weird thing. <laughs> well, I don't sleep that long. So you're gonna wander um, the streets. Like a morning walk, sunrise. It's more of an evening. So, as the sun rises, the weather is nice and clear, and you guys gather your things, and... Outside the sleeping owl bear, you see standing before you, Zebrath, Ella, and Natter. All standing there. And Zebrath just looks and goes, We are ready to go when you are, Captain. Aye. Everyone else, I look over to Crolton and Yurta going. Crolton is not there. Crolton's not there. He's gone right now, yeah. He's never came back. Crolton was. He's still there with the. uh, Golden He's busy. Dragon Knights. Interesting. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> if you wish you can get him. He, He's busy. He went to go talk to them. I forgot. He just, you know. He never came he back. He just back. kept talking to them, you I guess. There's a lot to say. There's a lot to say. So, Ralnor would be the last person then. Ah, mm. uh, you guys ready? Indeed. Indeed. I am uh, ready. Let's go then. Okay, so you guys make your way over to the Sun Glider Guild. 
uh, building in Port Salt Yard. It is a very small building, much smaller than the one you saw in Stormshade. It's outfitted with about four ships of medium size. Hand me the pirate ship. What? Where did you go to Jingies, dude? Oh, fuck. Would you like to do that on your way? Nah, too late. Uh, yes. Yes. Actually, I really no, no, yes. No, no, yes. No, no, really, no. I really do want to go to Jingies. I really I want to go to Jingies. You want to go to Jingies. Can we, we can stop on the way? Okay. Yes, you so can. You're getting pit stop. Dude, I see so, it and I'd be like, I, I crew, wait, I gotta do something for Biff and Gertz. You, uh, you stop in. Uh, he's standing there. He's uh, going, fiddling away, and working on many different things uh, in the, like in a little back workshop area. And you see his four little robots all kind of wheeling around and going around the shop doing different menial tasks. Aye, Jingy. Jingy. Uh, oh, hello there. He, he like comes out from the back area. What's up? How you I, doing? I we're back from our adventure, and uh, we're wondering if our things were ready. Oh, oh God! I um, awkward. So I was able to finish the gauntlets, no problem. But you see, your anchor. I needed silver. To complete the enchantment on it, and my entire shipment's gone missing recently. So there's no way for me to have gotten your enchantment on your anchor done. Aye, silver, you say? May I ask when it went missing? It was supposed to come in a couple days ago, I believe. Okay. About three, three, four days ago, I think, and... Roundlor, you know that lines up with the timeline that you're working with. I, uh, also, I have some friends who were saying that some parts have also gone missing for a leg and an arm. Is there, uh, anything I can do to help to find those parts? Well, like I said... I need silver to do my enchantments. I even for the leg and the arm. I Those usually interlace. I usually enchant. See, silver is very conductive with magic, so it's very easy to enchant silver. So the way most mechanical arms, legs, things of that sort work is, I have to embed it with silver in order to enchant it properly. Your anchor, what I used was grounded up silver to embed inside the rooms. I, uh, and how much silver do you need? Oh god, I need about uh, 10 pounds per enchantment that I apply to something. I, I just, um... It's a lot of silver. I pull out 21 silver coins and just feel the weight. It's not... N not enough. <laughs> I'll put it back. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for your silver shipment, see if I can find it and help you out. Well, they would be very helpful. I mean, so far the Coast Watch, the City Guards, they've been no fucking help. But I was able to get that bracer done for you, Golan. Ooh. Here you go, and he tosses you the bracer of wrist pocket. Very cool. I put it on. 
Uh, what are you bamfing into it? The, uh... Well, I'll test it with my Bandor first. You hold your Bandor in it, and you think, disappear, and it <laughs> is gone. And you see the rune on the, uh, like, the bottom part of the bracer just glow a little bit now. And then you think, back, and it, <laughs> back in your hand, the glowing decreases. Put my van, let's trap my bandor down, and I do the same with the uh, the book. Yep, it poof, gone. Good. Um. <laughs> yeah. I uh. Is there anything else I can help you with in the meantime? Uh, do you want your anchor back? Do I get my gold back? Well, I mean, if you would like, yes. Um, if you'd like for me to still enchant it afterwards, so I mean, I'll keep the gold, I'll just enchant the anchor when I get silver. Ah, uh, Slayer, I have a feeling the gold might turn up. You mean the silver? The silver might turn up. I'll take my anchor and my gold back, and, uh, if I find the silver, or if, uh... Straight silver. Silver, the silver comes back, I'll, I'll come back with my anchor and gold. Good to know. Sorry about that. You know, I just don't like. Listen, that's no, a lot I, under, of gold. I understand. Trust me. That's why I have that policy in my shop. That if I can't complete a job, you do get your gold back. I mean, I'm not a dickhead. Uh, I just keep great, money for uncompleted jobs. That's a great policy. Um, so <laughs> add back the gold that you lost from the job, and you also have your anchor back in your hands. All right. So, uh, anything else I can help you with? Any Any of you all need anything? If not, I uh, have a nice day, Jingy. Okay. Thank you, Jingy. We'll be um, in touch. Yeah. So you guys all exit the shop and make your way to the Sunglider Guild. Uh, while walking over there, I um, I asked Ralnor, I uh, is that the silver shipment you were talking about earlier? Indeed, it was. I uh, and if we find it. I'll be able to help uh, Biff and Gert get their leg and arm fixed. So, uh, I think after we get back from that, I think that should be a priority of ours. Alright, I'd say so. Okay, so eventually you guys get to the Sand Glider Guild Hall. Uh, this one, like I said earlier, is much smaller than the other one that you guys saw. It is only about... 20 by 20 in size uh, the actual building. The sand gliders are much bigger than the building itself um, and they all just kind of rest um, in an open space. They don't have any formal docks to them or anything. Um, and when you guys go inside you are met with a lone uh, feline shifter sitting at a front desk. You see what looks to be tire stripes along their skin. Oh why hello there! Uh, Welcome to the Sun Glider Guild, Port Salt Yard. Uh, how can I help you? I, uh, we're gonna need to borrow a ship to go on a quest for Storm Eater. And Storm I, Eater? And I kind of pull out my coin <laughs> that the Ralnar, uh, uh, Ragnar gave us. He looks at the coin. Yeah, he looks at Ralnar and goes, nods. Uh, how long will you be needing the ship for? I, uh, we have to sh sail over to the Doolin o Oasis and back. Yeah, that's about a two days travel there, so you'll need it for about four or five days. Aye. Make it 
six to be safe. Six days. Okay, no problem. Uh, he opens up a book and starts like writing stuff down. Um, so what you can use, he, uh, follow me, follow me. He goes and, like, grabs, um, what seems to be, like, a small metallic, um, it looks like a key, but not quite. It's got some, like, extra, like, things sticking out the sides of it instead of it being, like, a traditional key. Um, but he grabs it and he goes out and just, so I can set you up in, and kind of like a, like, a car dealership almost, he's, like, <laughs> looking at the lot. And he like goes in that one, and he points to a single-sailed ship with um, that'd be great, but a single-sailed ship with a triangular purple sail on it. Um, it's not very big. Imagine this like middle layer on our ship isn't really here. It's just like oh, so one layer on if it. If you didn't glue it together, you could do that. Because mm -hmm. the bottom is too uh, wide for the top. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hmm. Otherwise, you'd still be able to drop it down onto it. Anyway, um, it looks like it's only for a crew max size, 10 to 15 people, but um, you have just enough people to operate this ship. Um, Natter is just fine working below deck, making sure everything's okay. Same with Ella. Ella actually turns to you and goes, um, Captain, can I be the one in charge of the cannons? I, uh... I look Please. around. I look around. Do I see anybody else who's check, qualified? Give me a charisma check. Uh, fourteen. She's very go. persuasive. Is is there? She's giving you like the puppy dog eyes. Is, is, do I look? Is there Captain. anyone who's ever used a cannon before here? Give me perception check with disadvantage because Ella's trying to take up <laughs> all your attention right now. <laughs> Ten. 10. You're looking around and, like, Zebrath is already up top deck. Like, she's getting situated with, like, Golan, um, plotting their course. Uh, yep. you see Yurite, but he's the first mate. Natter's already below deck and out of your sight. It's just you and Ella standing <laughs> there right now. Are the, uh, cannons below deck or what? Yeah, they're below deck. I, uh... Sure, Ella. Yes! Did a little arm pump. Let's go, Drake! And you see, kind of, apparate out of air. <laughs> Drake and he like puffs out and you see unfurl from its back two wings and just oh dude lands on the top. Ella Drake. climbs up and she makes her way down below deck with Natter. I uh when I get on the ship I also make my way down below deck. Okay. I tell Natter, I uh make sure Ella doesn't blow off a hand with the cannons. <laughs> No problem, Captain. I'll keep a good eye on her. I, uh, I know you will, Nada. And I pat him on the back. <laughs> on the shell. Yeah. Um, so, you guys all hop on and get ready and set off for the Oasis. Adventure time. No Colton. <laughs> Colton is just out of here. He's not Some coming. Special assignment. He's not coming. He's not on this mission. So, as you all sail through the dunes of Ale, the scorching sun above you beating down 
Um, with extreme heat, anyone who doesn't have resistance to fire damage, give me a constitution saving throw. As the heat begins to get to you after about, I would say, four or five hours of travel. What about just wearing my cloak even though I don't have You're good. Uh, You're not in tune to it, are you? Or are you? Are you tuned to it? I am not. Then you give me a constitution saving throw. But last time you said just wearing it. No, no, no. Uh, being, I thought, I thought you were attuned to it when you said you were wearing it. Nah. If you're not attuned to it, you don't gain the fire resistance. You don't gain perks from it unless you're attuned to it. Do I still have to be attuned to the tome? Your book? Yeah. Yeah. Just checking. The no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. To, to use your book, yeah, you need to attune. You get three attunements, right? Three attunements, yeah. Unless you're like an artificer or something. What'd you get? Um, an 11. Okay. What'd you get? Uh, 12. What'd you get? Six. Six. You guys all suffer the effects of extreme heat. So, um, you all have one level of exhaustion. So you all have disadvantage on any ability score, uh, ability checks you make for the remainder of the day. So, as we go in on this first day of travel, someone roll a d20. 12. Your first day goes without any issue, surprising enough. There's not much life in this desert. Every now and then you do see shadows streak across the sky, but it doesn't seem to be anything, any two major issues or anything like that. Eventually, uh, the sun does set and night does come to you guys. Uh, Zebrith proposes taking shifts for sleep um, so that, you know, you guys aren't all, you know, asleep at the same time. Because um, if you wish, uh, we can all pair up in different pairs and um, go from there. So uh, however you would like to pair up, you can do so. If you want, I can... Stay up during the night if I'm allowed to sleep in the morning. This is okay with me? I fine with me. Uh, we will be doing two-hour shifts, so however you would like. So you guys, if you want to have an extra person up, you guys can figure it out, and I can always be the other one. Okay, so, um... <clears throat> who would like first shift with uh, Yorite? I. Golan, okay, you take first shift. Uh, second shift with Yorite, Ella raises her hand. So Ella will be taking second shift with you. Um, so third shift after Yorite goes to sleep. I'll take it. Raonor, okay. So uh, who else? Uh, Natter kind of raises his hand. Ah, I got this. I'll take the last shift. As will I, Slayer. Um, okay, so for the first shift... Golan and Yurite. What would you guys like to do? Um, I would. Uh, I'm going to approach Golan <coughs> and be. Uh, since you are going to be a uh, head, uh, well, the navigator now. Um, I figured this might help you, and I'm going to pull out my uh, orb of navigation and uh, hand it to you. You take the orb of navigation, and it lights up with an arrow on the end, and it goes. 
It has served me well. Um, I'm sure you can make good work of it. Thank you kindly, Yurite. This is extraordinary. Uh, I'm honored. It's just a compass. But you're welcome. Just make sure you don't break it. I'll try my best. <laughs> okay, so give me perception checks. Seven. A natural 20. Okay. As you guys are going, you did anchor down for the evening because yeah. no one was able to operate the ship and keep it going. Um, you look out into the horizon, Golan, and it's peaceful. Surprisingly so. It's very quiet. The moon's big and bright. It's surreal but no danger and your shift goes without any issue cool ella then wakes up for her shift and uh she kind of spends the entire time with drake and her arrow and like her arrows and you see she's kind of just like doing something like on the main deck near the ballista But, uh, your tape perception check for this. Seven. Okay. Shift continues without any major incident. So, as you finish up your shift, Ralnor, you pick up with, I believe it was Natter, correct? Hmm. Yes. So, you are joined by this very hunched over turtle with this large shell that seems to have this massive tattoo of a shield just emblazoned onto his shell. Um, he has an apron on and you see actually hanging from his belt is frying pans, cooking pots, spatulas, and he just comes on up and hello there. Ah, Imnata, I am both the medic and the cook. Nice well, to meet you. It's very nice to meet you as well. How are you? Um, pretty good. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. I mean, uh, things ain't too bad for old Imnata. How, um, how old are you? Oh, me? Um, solid minute and a half later, he's still <laughs> counting. Five, six. <laughs> I'm about mm, seventy. Oh, interesting. And how old are you? You don't seem very old. Um. I'm actually older than you. I'm really? 115. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're one of them longevity elves. Yes, I am, actually. Well, it's an honor to meet someone so old in this team. Thank you. So what, why are you following us around, though? 
Um, not really sure, actually. Um, I've, uh, I don't know. I've been stuck. Not really stuck, but I've been doing a lot here on land. And, um, I, uh, I kind of want to switch it up a little bit. Well, if you're looking for change, <laughs> Huntsman's the place to find it. Huntsman saved me before I made some really big mistakes in my life. I ran with a... not a favorable crew. Then the original Captain Livingstone found me. Helped me out. Gave me a crew. A true family. So I keep the Huntsman safe. And her crew. You know, I've watched that Slayer filling and kind of like gestures over to where Slayer's staying. I've watched him grow from a young little cub to the line he is now. Couldn't be prouder. Listen, if you want to join, he is always happy. Take on a new crewmate. Give me a perception check for your shift. Um... 24. 24? Your shift goes by without any incident. Alright. As the last shift comes, that is Slayer and Zebrith. Uh, you wake up, Natter kind of pats you on the shoulder and goes down below deck. Zebrith comes up and joins you. You guys are just kind of chilling above deck for these two hours. Um, give me that perception check. Is there anything specific you'd like to talk to Zebrith about? Um. Uh, perception check's an 18, and yeah. Okay. I, uh, Zebrith. It turns out I figured out what missing parts Biff and Gert need for their new leg and arm. Oh, that's great. I, uh, one problem. I know exactly, uh, kind of what happened to them. Oh, really now? I, uh, you remember the elementals I was telling you about? Yes, I, I believe they, so. They, uh, they were forming around chunks of silver. And, uh, a shipment, which was Jingis, was stolen. And we believe possibly they're using the elementals, to, the silver, to create them. Interesting. I, uh... So we find the elementals that are terrorizing the city, and we find Biffingert's silver as well. It sounds like a good plan. Uh, hopefully my contacts can get back to me. I kind of, you know, had to rush to talk to them, but uh, hopefully they'll have answers by the time we return. Yeah, uh, once we get back to, uh, back to port and back to the city, uh, it'll be a priority to help find that silver for Biffingert. Good. They, they definitely could use it. I, uh, Biff needs to pick me up. Yes, he's, he's been... definitely been different. I, he has. Honestly, I, uh, feel bad for him. He lost his family tattoo off that arm. I, I, I did, hopefully, I did save his arm. Hopefully they would be able to reattach it. But, uh, it was sad that he had no luck. Yes, sadly, we can create mechanical replacements, but we can't just reattach 
these parts with all this magic and things. I, uh, it won't be the same exact tattoo, but maybe we could get Ella to draw draw one on him of his family. Kind of like chuckles a little bit. <laughs> maybe he will appreciate that. I, I think he would, honestly. Um, and as you guys are talking with an 18 Slayer, you hear, not too far from where the ship is stopped, shifting. As you kind of look over the edge of the ship and you can see, coming from the sand, these lumps go. And then you see those lumps start to, the sand start to s separate. And it's not gliding towards you, no, it's skittering towards you. And you see approaching the ship off of the port side about eight of these lumps all headed towards you with an 18 you can see these are some weird ass looking spider things I zip right as they are begin approaching the ship rapidly what the fuck is that i uh crew crew wake up zebrath pull up the anchor uh I, I just start pulling down the sails. I assume they're tied up. I, uh, crew, Ella, I need you on the cannons. Start shooting. Okay. As we get so, the ship ready. Oh we're going to be doing uh, ship initiative versus spider initiative. So get out your ship stat sheet. Um, there are things that the first mate and the captain can do to help give the ship advantage on its turn. Yeah, that um, would be you, Mr. And if there's anything the spellcasters would like to do on their turn, on the ship's turn, they can. Yurte, you can give, I think... What could I even do besides tossing a firewall? Okay. <laughs> um, roll for the ship's... Uh, initiative Slayer. Oh wait, uh, I'm just gonna tell Pat. You can do the race morale. The first mate can manage the crew's time to grant extended breaks, provide instructions in general, improve the quality of life on the ship. Once every 24 hours, crew scores three. Blah, blah, blah. Eh, that's not what I was looking for. Never mind. No, it, it would be with the action and stuff the ship during combat. <sighs> Like the first making give advantage for attacking with yeah, the... Yeah, I didn't see that. Is that on the first mate? Maybe. No, that's where it said the first mate right here. Yeah, we see that. But anyway, uh, roll, roll initiative for the ship. Add the dex modifier. Uh, or your finger's covering the dex. <laughs> oh great, it's terrible. It's minus two. <laughs> and it's a four. <laughs> I, remember, I know it's in there someplace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take aim. As an action, the captain, first mate, or bosun directs the crew's firing, aiding and aiming one of the ship's weapons. Select one of the weapons that is within 10 feet. It gains advantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of the ship's next turn. And then full speed ahead, you basically can help the ship dash. Straight up, yeah. Okay, so what'd you get? Four. Four? Okay, so you guys are going 
After the spiders. Dude, that had to be a big robot. Do so we have cannons and a crossbow? Uh, yeah. Cannons and ballista. And ballista. Um, so the spiders at this moment are about, I would say, they are, you notice them, 120 feet away from the ship at this moment. So you guys began getting everything ready, pushing everything into overdrive. Let's get some proper music started on this. Hey, Yurte, you go down below ship, help Ella with the cannons down there. Aye, aye, Captain. You hop below deck. Uh, the spiders are using their full turn to dash 60 feet closer to the ship. As they... You see, now, not only the eight off of the port side, no. You see, coming from the starport, about seven or six or seven more coming at the ship right now. Um, and you look off the the bow. Yeah, more coming on the rear of the ship. Aye, Zebrath, hop on the ballista. Zebrath runs up to the ballista and she swings it around to one side. Aye, Captain. Aye, get, Golden, get ready to rain some fire down. So Aye, Captain. It is the ship's turn. Slayer, what are you guys doing? You have three actions as a ship. Yes, we do. Um, you go for it. So they're behind us here and to the side like this? Yeah, they're on all sides of you, 60 oh. feet. What about in front of us? Nothing in front of you. Yeah, 60 feet. <laughs> yeah, Are that they... you notice. Uh, give me a perception check, actually. Uh, 23? Or 22? You actually notice the biggest clump of all in front of ship, about three times the size of all these other spiders swarming the ship is this one large one as it is in front of you guys. <laughs> is there a gap I can aim the ship through? You can... It's not bigger than the ship. So if you want, you can try and ram it and, like, still fire at it or whatever or try and go around it. It uh, takes up about a, I would say, a 15-foot uh, square. And that's... Inside. Size. Six feet in front of us? Or... Or 60 feet in front of us? Uh, uh, this one is about 40 in front of you. Um. Okay. I'm gonna have... Aye, Zebrath! Aim for that big one in front of us with the ballista. Okay, so roll the attack for... Are you going to use your action for the take aim thing to give it advantage? Uh, or is that just going to be the action? Uh, is this... Oh, my own personal action? is Yeah, that'll be... Okay, so you roll with... Uh, advantage. Attack with advantage. Six. Sixteen? Uh, that hits. Okay. Yeah, sixteen definitely Plus hits. Plus six? Yeah, that hits. I haven't done this in a while. One target hit. Uh, three D10s. Been a while since we did a ship combat. Yeah. Oh, I got one. I should get rid of the percentage one. I hit the percentage that. Eight plus seven. 19, 15, 15, 12, 19, plus modifiers. 19. 19 plus. Plus, it just says plus six to hit. It's just 19. 3 oh, okay, D6. so there's no extra. Okay, yeah, so 19 damage to it. Nice, that's a hefty hit. Yeah. So you see the bullets just shoot off and they 
pierces into the uh, back abdomen of the spider and just <laughs> backs away a little bit. Um, what else are you doing? That was one action. Two actions. 60 feet movement. Okay, are you going to try and move around the spider or just keep going through it? I'm going to chicken it. But so I'm going to go slide at the last second. So you're going to chicken. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be the chicken. Gonna... Yeah. Okay, give me a Basically. dexterity check for the ship. That's so specific. Minus two. God. Fourteen. Fourteen, okay. We can do a strength check for the spider. Natural one. So Delicious. as the spider stands strong and it's ready to stop you, you just keep the ship going and you just put it, you just shout out, put a little extra juice in and you guys just start going faster and faster. And the last second you cut, but the spider tries to stop you. Roll. I'm going to say 4d6. Everyone, I need, I need some d6s. <coughs> me, it's like the deal of it. Oh, and Look it gives such mind. high numbers every time. 18. 18? Nice. So you ram into this thing and it gets thrown off to the side of you. And it is looking really rough right now. Nice Not pretty. So. After that, we are back to the spiders. Uh, they okay. use their full dash to go 60 feet at you guys. That is so all their movement and everything. So they're still only 60 feet away from you. Um, this one that you passed, I would say you're only 20 feet past him. That one turns around and it got to right here. It is right now at the back of the ship it is going to use 20 feet of movement. So it's actually going to 10, 5, 10. Oh, get shit. Onto the back of the ship. Am I back here? No. Yeah, that's where you would be. Oh, yeah. no, you have to be yeah. within 10 feet in order to uh, You'd be give advantage. Minus. So you would be up front with Zebrith. Well, furthest back you could be would be here. Yeah. You have to be within 10 feet to give advantage, so that's where you would Well, I was there, but then I, I also sailed the ship, so I probably ran back um, and then sailed it after I told her, you know, shoot. Possibly. I'm going to say because it's on the same turn, no. Possibly. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I have no. movement. Yeah, but you, you wouldn't be able to get all the way across the ship on with your movement. And you used your action to assist. Dude, don't worry. So you couldn't dash. It's okay. Worry you guys it. still moved. Possibly. You still had the ship in movement, <clears throat> so you guys still got your movement in and everything. Um, Too late now. It is going to make a web attack against the nearest creature. Would Drake be with Ella? Yeah, Drake would be with Ella. Below deck. Perfect. So that is actually going to be... Oh, goalie boy. Goalie. That's going to be Golan. Yeah, that's going to be you. It's pure it's luck. And make an attack against you. Natural one. Oof. So it goes to shoot you with a web as it goes out. Um, reaction to... I'm going to say without burning a reaction, I'm going to let you fire off one cantrip. 
you were told to be ready to sling spells. Yeah, so. you were you were told to be ready for something. So I'm gonna say with that natural one, you see this web ball coming at you. You get a cantrip in a re in response. I'm smacking him with Eldritch Blast. Okay, roll your two attacks. One of them just <laughs> <laughs> just obliterates the webbing coming at you. An unnatural twenty. Okay, that definitely hits. Second. 16 plus 8. Yeah, that hits. Roll uh, the 2d10 plus your charisma. Cool. Just give me one more. I like and add your charisma me. twice to it, so that would yep, be plus so 10. Plus 10. Roll. Yep. 12. 12, 22, force damage. 22. And I do choose to push it 20 feet. Yeah, so as you do... Right off the ship. You... See the webbing coming at you, and you get ready to duck, and from the hip, you just two Eldritch Blasts out of your hands, and with this firing arc, it destroys the webbing and collides right in this thing's face, and you see it... Push it right off the ship. ...explode a little bit of its flesh away, and as it does, it stumbles back on the edge of the ship, about to fall, and that's when the second one hits it square on the bottom of its carapace, and just... Yeah. Launches back, and as it does, you see the air from the gem on the bottom of the sand glider just push it back like another 50 feet as it just rolls amongst all the other spiders that then begin to swarm the body of this big one. And you see the pile slowly get smaller and smaller. I crew full speed ahead. That and you guys nuts. then spend the rest of your turn going and getting the fuck out of there. So, as you guys continue on through the desert for this day, you guys got a little bit of an early jump as um, this interrupted the long rest for some of you. Uh, Yurte, you did not get your long rest in. You definitely got a short rest. Can I request to go back to bed? Yes, you can. Slayer. <laughs> I, uh... We need you on deck helping out right now. Only be a few hours. Let him. Did I get a long rest? Yes, you would have gotten a long rest. Let him go to bed. I'll keep watch and navigate. Yurta, you sleep. We'll need See, you for later. Just like, oh, I was so comfortable. <laughs> it's your call, Captain Livingstone. I, uh. <laughs> I, I look at. An yeah, I'll say you only watch. need like one more hour, Yurta. I, uh. That's the thing. I don't need long. <laughs> Take a power nap real quick. More than enough. Cool. As long as nothing Let's happens see. in the morning. You just you just see me like it's on the side fun. right here, just just post up on the side, just sword just kind of like next to the arm, kind of resting, head on like the hilt, holding it there. It's a bit sharpies uh. weren't invented back then. Yeah. <laughs> Does our do have some form of sharpie? Uh, yeah, you got like charcoal. <laughs> so take some soot put on my finger <laughs> purposely light one of my torches just for the soot what do you mustache. draw on him a little mustache a little mustache <laughs> give me a, a, a sleight of hand check uh, I got the tendrils give me a perception right, check uh, does he do you look like a gold dragon yeah. oh no I look like a bronze yeah so they just have the fins the fins yeah can I draw tentacles on him the, the tendrils yeah. of the gold dragonborn? Yeah. Like a Fu Manchu? Yeah. Give me a sleight of hand check. Well, that's what I was curious about what I was going to look like. Let me uh, see. Dude. And you give me a... Actually, what's your passive perception? 10? 10. Okay. 
<laughs> the alert. Slayer, Slayer goes, and your Wakes alert triggers, off. but right as it does, your head jolts up, and his finger goes right into your nostril, and, you're <laughs> and it's, it's very awkward. You just stand there, like, finger right next to your face. Can I, re- can I just, for kicks and giggles, a reactive breath attack through my nose? I'll say, give me a dex saving throw, Slayer. <laughs> With advantage. Uh, <laughs> like, it's just like the... <laughs> and, like, fire comes out, because it's like... Oh, thank God. With advantage. You got a finger up my nose? Uh, <laughs> dex bitch. saving? Yeah. Lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I had advantage on that anyways. Yeah, that's why I gave it to you. Uh, 22. <laughs> Remember, it's 2d10 now. Can I just keep what I got though? If you want. For 3d8s? Yeah. yeah, sure. Of <laughs> what's uh, 22 halved. To 11. 11. <laughs> Take 11 fire damage. <laughs> As fire just snorts out of his nose, so you lose I one just, of your like, fire breaths take for the it. day. My hand comes out, I just shake it. <sighs> ah, fuck. What? <laughs> Fucking shit. Ah. Slayer, what? Hey, it's time to wake up. Your, your time, syrup. <laughs> So, um, with that, you guys continue on your journey, and the rest of the travel through the desert is pretty calm, for the most part. And then, nearing about four o'clock, I would say, sun begins to get hit to the lower part of the sky. You see off in the distance, just north of you, an oasis. Not very large. See a couple palm trees, a lake that is about 30 feet across, and you guys stop here. Zebrath lowers the anchor. She looks and looks at all of you and goes, Well, this is the place. I guess we should start looking for whatever it is we need to. And as you guys gather your things and hop off the ship, that is going to be where we end the session. Coffee roll? Yes. What'd you get? Unnatural 20. Oh. With a great coffee to end, Yurite walks over to the edge, (laughs) sips it. And on that visual of Yurite sipping coffee, looking over this oasis as the sun begins to lower, we will pick this up next session. With you guys searching the oasis. A night coffee. (sighs) (laughs) Alright, so uh, let's do our quick little wrap up. Thank you guys all for listening to RTFD Tales of Piracy. Uh, This was our 40th episode in our one year campaign anniversary. Follow us on social media at RTFD DD. Um, find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, or wherever you are already listening to us. And though I already know the answer, any shout outs? My architecture art Instagram will be coming back again once my finals are done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pending finals. I will plug that in once my finals is done. I will be uploading to it again regularly. Yep. Um... My plug, of course, AC Delvers. Check him out on Twitch. Check out AIM Reflections on Spotify. Uh, AIM Reflections also does our intro and outro for the show that you hear before and after um, my little spiels. But anyway, uh, thank you all for listening, and we hope you join us again next time. Mm-hmm.